2: to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with
3: love, and it begs to, to be appreciated.
2: I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of
0: worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in
2: there? <laughs> well,
4: I might sleep here tonight.
2: Yeah. It's a California <coughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Yeah. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass?
3: It's That's barely... uh, Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is...
5: Hey everybody, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's the Brewing Network. It I don't is. know if you knew you're tuned into that. You're getting more and more animated with your uh, right before the mic goes hot throat clearing, and like you basically <laughs> jumped up and did a key eye throat clear right there. That was good. I'll give you a hint. The the harder I have to like shake
2: off or throat clear or whatever. Harder weak. The yeah, the shittier I'm feeling in my stupid head as it happens. Because <laughs> I do have to shake it off. I just go, alright. I'm so happy to be here with Brendan from Central Coast Brewing Company. Yeah. Oh, I love doing this show. And so, yeah, the harder. So if I like, if I don't have to shake anything off, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> yes. But if I jump out of my seat, it's, yeah. uh, what a week. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> it's Monday. It is Monday.
2: <laughs> well, it starts on Sunday. Yes, That's true. What so a week. Um, I
0: think your Monday started 36
2: years ago. <laughs>
0: it just hasn't ended.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but once the microphones do turn on, I do feel much better about my life. It's just the even the 30 seconds before they turn on? Yeah. Fuck this place. I think it's the two beers I drink before the show that make me feel better. <laughs> I'm only one deep, so maybe yeah. that's what I should... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You need to go two. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's another formula I found that yeah. if I do two before the show, I'm almost indefinitely drunk at the end of the show. <laughs> if because it it's, it's it. just it's a trend. It means yes. that I that like my pace is up.
0: Yeah, you have to catch up with yourself.
2: Yes. Yeah. If I do one before the show, it means I'm generally in control. Yeah. So there's all these things I should there's make. I should uh, I could write a book about myself r- that yes. I could read right <laughs> yeah. to myself,
0: dear Justin. <laughs>
2: Everybody (laughs) cries. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Chapters one through nine. Exactly. (laughs) That's my uh, autobiography. Well,
0: the good thing about about shaking it off is that, uh, you know, when you're doing the show, you don't have time to think about how shitty your life is because you have to talk. Agreed.
2: Right? Yeah. I got so, an interview. I got to yeah. learn about somebody else's shitty life, not mine.
0: And at the break, you go uh, shoot heroin up between your toes, <laughs> and you just cry silently in the bathroom. I've
2: heard Yeah. It. That's why we got the extra big stall in the <laughs> hop grenade bathroom. <laughs>
0: so you can slay <laughs> and spaz
5: out.
2: Yeah. The third <laughs> tile from the left, if you lift it up, yeah. all of my uh, all my supplies are under there.
5: <laughs> hey, Beef, how long no. do you think it is until Justin is one of the uh, guys in a fetal position sleeping in the stairs? as you walk to your car <laughs> the in the elevator? parking garage, oh. like, excuse me, sir. Oh, wait, that's Justin. Uh,
4: well, <clears throat> probably not that long, <laughs> but the difference between Justin and those other people is I didn't feel threatened to getting into the elevator with those homeless people.
2: <laughs> right.
4: Justin, on the other hand... I'll
2: take the stairs. Hey, don't forget, yeah. we're sharing a room on the Labruski Cruise, uh, Bevo. Uh, Gross. There you will definitely <laughs> see me curled up in the corner of the room in the
5: fetal position. I like how that's gross. Yeah. Well, You, you ever <laughs> seen right. those rooms? Cruise ship rooms? No. They're I'm, like four by four.
4: Okay, so are they really? Tight. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Uh-oh. I'm actually really nervous about this, not because I don't, I don't think you're going to get all rapey. It'll be fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might get a little gropey, but I'm not going to get rapey. Right. No. It'll be Groping. fine.
4: I'm not. Uh, wh- that'll be fine.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. I'm
4: concerned about the room being so small and it being a beer cruise, and there only being one bathroom.
2: Mm, true, that'll be an. That's going to be an issue. Gonna- you will. You know, we all just come up with a schedule. Um, you know, like I'll be in the casino at certain hours, and you can use the bathroom. Yeah. Give it an appropriate amount of time to clean up, so I don't become unattracted to you, and then I and then I'll come in. And and do my thing, and, and you don't even have to give me time. That, no, that's no, because
4: I'm already not <laughs> a you. Exactly. So
2: I figure we should do it that way. Okay. You'll also need to give mm. me. Um, how do I put this? Because I don't think Kate's going um, hand release. Self time. No. I was going to say self time. <laughs> oh, but I'm okay. not giving it's you
4: hand time. You can long have long all time. the <laughs> self time you need. Yeah. Actually, did you mean
2: she gives me hand release? Yeah. Hand oh, because I was thinking yeah. I would do it myself. But no. I, JP, you're a thinker. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> not so much a doer, more you of a thinker. I don't think Kate would mind. I think Kate would consider it. Uh, you're doing her a favor. You know, you don't send me home all, uh, all cocked and loaded. If you. Yeah. Will. You
4: are disgusting, and you <laughs> certainly do not pay me enough. Ah, I don't
2: think. I don't even think Sam would mind. I think Sam would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get it in your
5: eye?
4: <laughs> oh my God! You can't say that. Well,
5: you heard what she said. She said you don't pay her enough. She, she can be bought. Oh. No, I, can't.
4: I don't know if I could be bought. Actually,
5: <laughs> she said
2: she doesn't know. Not I could not. So I sound like there's room for negotiation yeah, I
5: think not, yes. everyone's got a price
2: yeah mm-hmm. bebo will you call hr and uh, let them know about this conversation please. i am hr oh. well call yourself
4: <laughs> yeah hr is highly offended by this
2: conversation <laughs> when is this cruise when yeah now it's the f- first week of march and um yeah it's the Lebruski cruise and we're going on it it leaves out of miami florida Goes out into the Caribbean somewhere. I don't know where. Um, <laughs> so you won't even know. <laughs> I'm not even going to get off the boat. Don't about I'm it. staying right there. It's going to be so cool. There's a bunch of bands on there. Um, Kyle Hollingsworth is the host from the String Cheese Incident, and um, got uh, OAR is the headliner. And then there's a bunch of beer people going too. Uh, so it's going to be good. Good. JP and I are working on a game for to, yes, to, we to do Excellent. on the cruise to get some brewers together. We're not uh, going to reveal it yet, but I think people are going to like it. And there's going to be brewing demonstrations and all sorts of cool stuff. There's a Labruski Cruise link right on our homepage. Just click the, the big picture and... Um, and go yeah, and already. Go. Jesus. It's going to be a good time. Go with us. we got a great show planned for you tonight. We've got uh, Brendan Goff from Central Coast Brewing Company in the studio. Welcome, Brendan.
6: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: You might remember us talking to Brendan uh, just a couple weeks ago after they won gold for uh, apparently having the best pale ale in all of America, uh, which we put on tap. And it was pretty damn good. So uh, we had him up. We, we invited him up to come do the show. And now we got a couple of your beers on tap, right?
6: Yeah, I brought a – I think we brought – five different beers they'll probably go on uh you know
2: throughout the week uh, throughout the week i think i saw two on tonight though so at least two
6: yeah we got our uh, vienna amber lager cervantes on yeah uh and we also got um our stener creek stout which is an oatmeal stout i brought that one for jp oh thanks i'm actually drinking the vienna lager pretty good (laughs) oh
2: all right I have a Pale 31, course, I'll grab a Central Coast at the, at the break. So if you're local to the Hop Grenade here in Concord, come on out. You can try Brendan's beer, and uh, otherwise just tune in. You're going to learn all about it today. Also, in just a little while, we're going to be talking to uh, Gary Valera from American Craft Beer Radio. Uh, he does a radio show on uh, ESPN in Denver actually. And we're going to talk to him in a little while, find out all about his radio show. So, good show planned for you tonight. A couple of announcements. I've been telling you the last couple of weeks, our Winter Brews Festival. Uh, save the date. It's Saturday, January 30th, right in between the playoffs and the Super Bowl, like it always is. Coming out and hang out with us in Concord. Tickets will be going on sale soon, um, but save the date, Saturday, January 30th. It'll be from 12 to 4, like it always is. Get a hotel if you're not nearby, or take BART and come party with us. It's going to be another good time. I sure hope El Nino doesn't rear its head around january 29th
0: uh it, i don't think it will i mean they're predicting to be like in the lower half of the of the thing but even if it SoCal, does right yeah. the name I mean, it's just a little guy he's the little guy a
2: little yeah why be afraid of that yeah
0: el nino it's mm. just a tiny guy He's all right
2: I just feel like we're due we've had 70 degree weather for five years now just <laughs> yeah. waiting for the other shoe to drop save the date january oh, 30th too soon <laughs> This is dead. Uh, not too soon. Okay. All right. Um, Moscow's new Hop Life gear is in hoplifestore.com. You can go check it out. Buy, buy some of his T-shirts with original artwork on there. You can also come into the Hop Grenade and buy it. And we got a whole bunch of new Brewing Network gear in the store. You can support us that way. Christmas is, is coming up before you know it. So when you start your Christmas shopping, think of us. we got stuff for everybody. Um, you can also do your Christmas shopping through the Amazon link on our homepage, and we get a little piece of that action. Do we have an Amazon uh, product of the week?
5: Yeah. Somebody, uh, not the first time I've seen it, buying Amazon gift cards. And so this is oh. the first time I've seen someone reloaded the balance on their Amazon gift card. They re- <laughs> reloaded 300 bucks. We get 6% wow. of everything you do for Amazon gift cards. That was an $18 little reload Love it. by you there. So thanks. And Amazon gift cards are, you can't go wrong with that for a gift.
2: You know, people have asked me, too, like uh, people who uh, do the purchasing for their companies. They go, hey, can I do, you know, we buy a lot of stuff from Amazon. Can I use the link, too? Shit, yeah. Fuck, yeah, you can. A lot Shit, of money yeah. right there. So help us out if you don't mind. Just click the Amazon link, and um, yeah, and it's, you don't even know we're there. All right. Subscribe and join the BN Army. That's another way you can just become a recurring donor. It enters you into win uh, one hundred dollars in the more beer monthly donation giveaway. If you do that, make sure your PayPal address is up to date because that's how we let you know if you won. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter, Facebook, and the other. Send your show ideas to Scott the Jew at Scott at Network dot com, and send feedback to feedback at network dot com. Do we have Twitter game? We do. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Labrewski Crews. What's our Twitter game?
0: Uh, Well, as you know, uh, every uh, four years or whatever, things get earlier and earlier as far as the presidential ramp-up for the uh, elections, Mm. who's going to win the nominations, all that kind of nonsense. Yes. Um, And it made me realize we still have time, Mm -hmm. one of us here, to throw our
2: hat into the ring. To run. To run. I think about it often. You should. Um, Except for the amount of my life that is uh, uh, available over these airwaves. Yes, I've had the same thought. (laughs) It would ruin me. I've even thought I have a really good relationship with city here uh, uh, through opening this place. And I've even thought, well, maybe one day when I've grown up, I'll uh, (laughs) run for something. Yeah. No, there's no way I can. If you do, I too promise I will run too much dirt. I
0: will run opposite of you.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we'd be running for the same It'd thing. Be great. Actually, that might at least help. Def- like we were both these messes. Yeah, <laughs> there's and that, that so becomes, much dirt. These, they, people would think that would, that's
0: just the norm of kids these days. He once said this. Yeah. <laughs> can you the imagine
2: the? Can you imagine the soundbite they could put together in one minute yeah. of the ten years of incriminating <laughs> things we have said on this program? Uh, <sighs> I think I, I've. Oh, sorry, Beard. I turned you off because you were oh. late.
3: Oh. Well, I'm
2: getting used to being a stay-at-home husband.
7: So <laughs> at dinner sweet. had to be ready and all of that thing. That a boy.
5: I don't smell
1: dinner. <laughs>
7: right. You're beat by candy. Yeah, douche of the Year is a pretty good. All-inclusive soundtrack that's got put together, or clip. That's true, but that one is
2: pretty benign compared to what you could find. Uh, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I think yeah. I've pretty much I- admitted every illegal activity I've ever participated in. Also, all of my immoral activities that, that aren't even mm. illegal right. have all been mentioned on this program at one time or another. Is so. that the
0: real reason why you didn't want to continue with Lunch Meat? Is because that's usually <laughs> oh. where we kind of air the Dirty Laundry? <laughs> Uh, He's thinking about running
2: next year. No, I think most of it's been aired on this show. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's just my commentary about other people's dirty laundry (laughs) on Lunch Meat. (laughs) This one is, yeah. That's correct. Uh, Is anybody else feeling sentimental? Nope. Me neither. I'm silently yelling at Scott. Don't you think it would, like, we're sort of boring people. I can, you want me to keep going? Is that my douche of the year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. see, that one's nothing. That's, yeah, that was pretty tame. No. Yeah, that'll actually Shut win the me fuck votes. Up, I would say the same about you, JB. Uh, you have high standards, is what you would say. I would also say you're bitchy. That's just me being an angry person. Right. That's different. That's nothing. People like angry people. Right. That's, that's well, the, true.
7: That's you talking to your friends. That, that's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's not how I would talk to my constituents. Right. No. Right? No. no, no. no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Mrs. Gonzalez, I
0: understand. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. appreciate the fact that you took the time to write to me. Yes. Uh, please leave. Right. Well, anyway. Twitter um, game. Yes, Twitter game. I think that uh, Twitter game is which of the brewcasters should run for president and what would their platform be? What
8: would they oh. run on?
2: I like it. You know? All right. I want to know. Good one. Thank you. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. He protects, uh, protects our trademark, and he could do the same for you. So go check it out. Uh, all right, first email came through from uh, Shia, and it's a, a thank you for third place, which is about, it's about right for the Brewing Network. <laughs> you think about it, we're, we're good, but we're yeah. not that good. I like how the person's name sounds like a sound effect. Shaya. Shia! Shia! Uh, Dear Justin uh, et al., I've been brewing for about a year and a half and listening to the BN the whole time. Recently placed third uh, in the Bitter Ales category in Vic Brew, the annual statewide homebrew competition here in Victoria, Australia. My first win ever, and I owe it mostly to you guys. Uh, So my beer is automatically qualified now for the national competition, which takes place this weekend, um, and that's a first for me as well. So thanks for all your hard work from California. He does go on to say, uh, I'd really like to hear the homebrewer of the week segment again. I appreciate very much the interviews with the pros, which address really important issues. Uh, But there's something um, special about hearing the homebrewers firsthand as well. So hopefully you consider bringing that segment back from Shia. Um, I guess he's an American homebrewer, but he says he's trapped in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) He can't find the airport. Well, it was a prison colony, right? (laughs) (laughs) So he's trapped. Yeah, uh, what happened in the homebrew segment? Did we kill it for a reason?
5: Uh no, nah, just like everything else on this show, it just kind of <laughs> sputtered to a stop. We, we just Except stopped doing show. things. We, we had, <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, no, this show has sputtered to a sh- uh, stop about eight years ago, That's too. We, true, just, yeah. we just keep showing up.
5: Yeah. It, it, it was a sponsored segment, too, and the contract expired. But gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was all right.
2: All right. Blobberglop writes in. Uh, it's about shows that are about nothing. Uh, good evening, penises and vagines. Uh, last week, you spoke of how you enjoy those shows where you have no particular subject or interview scheduled. The shows where you kind of just F around and talk about whatever you want instead. Well, I want to tell you I support these, uh, this idea as I enjoy these shows as well. And since the listeners gave Lunch Meat the coat hanger that it didn't deserve, <laughs> I think you ought to yourself to have a little more of these as well. And then he insults me and my mother, (laughs) and says Disneyland is awesome. (laughs) I love him. Yeah, the ramblings of a Canadian. Yeah. So I did recommend that we do a show where we don't have a guest and we don't have a topic and we just and we don't even have to talk about beer. Yeah. Um, But you know, in hindsight, that's a really bad idea. I think it's a
0: loose. We need a loose format. We do need some sort of semblance of an outline.
2: Can't we just take a day off? Oh yeah. Oh, I see. We need uh, to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. I thought you meant we should do it, but now I see what you're saying. Yeah. We need some sort of format. Yes. Or guest. I do. And or. Yeah. All right. Just non-beer stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bob writes in. uh, I hate my phone. I love my phone. (laughs) Normally all I do is complain about the glitches that are Apple software, but finally something good has come in the latest software upgrade for my iPhone. I was listening to y'all today talking to uh, the Creature Comfort guys and just happened to try the half-speed option. Now, I've heard of the double-speed option oh, yeah. that, I, uh, that a lot of our huh. listeners use because of because yeah, yeah. we ramble for so yeah, we, long. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, I nearly peed my pants from laughing. You all sound completely drunk. Seriously, <laughs> it's way better than before. Uh, they changed the logarithm or some shit, and now it sounds like everyone is slurring. <laughs>
8: <laughs> wow, that does sound. Fun. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Doc
2: actually goes clear. Uh, <laughs> Real weird. He enunciates everything. All right, Paul writes in um, uh, Oh, this is about lunch meat also. Dear Justin, you know Talent Hack, I've been listening to the debate about lunch meat and whether it stays or goes based on funding. Uh, What was the date on this email?
0: (laughs) Right. It was uh, from last week. Okay. Yeah, uh,
2: Yeah, in between Monday show and now. Well, Paul, it's gone. Uh, I would argue uh, that it appears that Lunch Meat has been funded for a long time already via monthly donations. I was listening to a Jamil episode from uh, April of 2008, and during a break, there was an ad about joining the BN Army. I'm not sure, but the female voice uh, might have belonged to Bevo. He uh, says uh, the ad was looking for people to sign up. To support the session, the Jamil show, and that other show, oh, so that the unicorn right. and the rainbow wouldn't have to blow sailors for loose change anymore. Huh. Uh, recalling hearing this ad many times in the past, so am I wrong? But wasn't the BN getting paid for lunch meat from that point on?
7: That's true. Wait a second,
2: Misold. The answer to that is no. <laughs> oh. I mean, no, it just wasn't. Uh, the donations, and I'll be honest with you, and this is why we, we ask you to sign up each and every week, uh, the donations do not even come close uh, to paying for the Brewing Network's bills uh, overhead in any way, shape, or form. And they never <laughs> and they never really did. And JP uh, never saw a dime for uh, showing up for lunch meat. And, uh, of course, neither did I. Um, so, yeah, the quick answer is no. The more of you that sign up for that donation thing, though, then we, we might have to uh, not go on and beg you for money for stupid shows like Lunch Meat. We could just do them because there would be enough money in the coffers. But there's not. We have to have a combination of donors. Uh, Those of you who donate, thank you so much. Um, We really could use more of you. Uh, We definitely need more sponsors as well. Have you ever noticed that there's only like one craft brewery sponsor On the show. I have noticed The 21st Amendment. There have been others in the past that have Mm. done some short runs. Uh, Downtown Joe's did a couple long runs. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they're the other uh, consistent one. Sam Adams has been on uh, once or twice. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. There are now 4,000 craft breweries in the country, I believe it is. Yeah, something like that. If you look back through our archives, I wonder how many we've had on the program compared to... To, to how many sponsor the show, and so I'm just putting it out out there, especially because when we go to places like the Great American Beer Festival and uh, and some of the emails we hear from so so many kind words from you guys that, that we're just the best show, and that now you're you you're, you opened your own brewery and, and things are going great, and I just would ask that if you if you need some help advertising and, and getting the word out, that you would consider us as as a way to give back to to what we gave to you, all the information, all the time that we spent, and then um, you know become a sponsor.
0: I can think of at least three breweries that wouldn't have existed without the Brewing Network mm. mm-hmm. from the mouths of ba- like from the people who started the brew, from the owners themselves. Not like, oh, you know, I thought about it, and then I found your show. It's like, no, I was a home brewer, yeah. and then you guys made me good, and then I realized I could open my own brewery. <laughs> right, which is no, just- no,
9: I've got a lot of that myself. <laughs> yeah. um, there's dozens, actually.
2: So what I've started doing recently, and I never really did this before because I'm really uncomfortable about asking for money, and I think it's nice that we've helped people. And the shows have always been free. You can you can download them for free. So I would always just say thanks, and that's cool. But recently I've started going, well, that's that's really nice. You should consider sponsoring us. Like, I just throw it out there. Or other people that have new places or new products or whatever, yeah. they come up and go, oh, I really love the show. I would love an interview. And I basically go like, yeah, well, I would love to interview you. The only way I can guarantee that is for you to become a sponsor. And it's, it's mostly because we we need it. So uh, yep. I would say that lunch meat might still exist if, uh, if we had more of that. Uh, but we do need all of it. Plus the merchandise purchasing that you all do and the Amazon shopping and everything. It all, all helps. It all helps keep us getting paid minimum wage. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, wait. We're getting minimum wage? <laughs> shut up, shut Beardy. Up, Don't beardy. worry about it. Oh, <laughs>
2: shut the fuck up, Beardy. God damn it.
7: Yeah.
0: All right. Sean writes in. Wait, I have an idea real quick before we get to Sean's feedback. Yes. I think we should split the tips. With the staff on Monday night Oh yeah
7: <laughs> Wow If you think about it We're um, bringing the crowd in Many people yeah, are here
0: at specifically
2: monster. for this Define many I'm looking out the window into the studio yes. right now well, I think all of the people that are here for this are in God. the studio And they're drinking <laughs> beer Yeah Huh? Yeah. See what I'm saying now? <laughs> we should split tips yeah. Wow Yeah um, shall I bring staff in now yes. and ask him about this idea? Please do. They yeah. look they look busy making tips.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> so, probably skimming uh. from the till.
2: <laughs> I don't know. All right. Where was I? Sean. Oh yeah, about shirt sizes. Sean writes in. Although I don't think there's anything in no, the email about shirt sizes. No, there's not. <laughs> You and got and misled I, with the title?
0: I finished writing that email and I was like, wait a minute. What and I had to go and look back to make sure that I just didn't miss anything, I didn't copy anything over or whatever. And uh no, absolutely nothing. You're
4: experiencing what I deal with on the phone. Hey, I have a question about this, and then they get on the air and they ask you something totally different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying he uh,
2: got distracted between the subject line and the and the body.
4: <laughs> or he's just not that good.
2: Something came up. Yeah. I'm not gonna read it's just it's another verbal tip. So uh, thank you, Sean. He just says a bunch of kind words about the show. Appreciate okay, it. Um, Thanks. All right, Matt from Virginia writes in. This one's titled R.J. Stillwater <laughs> from last week. He says, Oh my God, I knew when I heard that guy's name during last week's feedback that y'all's penchant for authentic frontier gibberish would be roused. <laughs> and you would clearly state what needed to be said. Ain't no sidewinding, bushwhacking, horn swagging, cracker croaker. It's going to ruin my biscuit cutter. <laughs> Uh please have a segment of authentic Frontier Gibberish every week. Matt from Don't
3: get back here, you pious. Can- Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, we were doing that at the breaks. It wasn't even a <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a yeah. bit. We were just yeah. laughing at ourselves.
0: <laughs> Rabble.
2: Yeah. Uh here's another one about the BN uh sorry, about the long shot competition, but it's titled the Brewing Network Long Shot. Uh Dearest Brewmasters. Whoa. Huh? He must be talking to you, Brendan. <laughs> I think you're the only brewmaster here. <laughs> With all the chatter lately about the BN potentially dominating the long shot competition, I figured I'd chime in and add my win to the tally. Three years ago, my double IPA was a winner. And then after taking the required year off, for, uh, which past champions have to do, I had a pale ale fall just short of the semifinal round mm. of nine. Oh, well, a real player. Yeah, so he says, I've been listening for six years uh, <laughs> as, a, <laughs> yeah, as a home brewer. Uh, so it's, it's uh, due in no small part to the BN. I guess he's in the process of launching a brewery in Salem, Connecticut. Oh, well, so, I hope you'll
0: consider uh, advertising network. in the brewery network. He
2: says the BN can take some credit for my irrational confidence and poor life decisions. I, I don't want to take any credit. I don't want the credit. But consider being a sponsor. I'll yeah. take your cash. Uh, that's from Zach. Hey, congrats, man, and thank you for letting us know. He does yeah. say thanks uh, for all you do. It's God's work. Let Bevo know that so she can stop going to church. <laughs>
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's inappropriate. <laughs>
2: From your own religion.
4: I met Daryl Strawberry yesterday at church. My church is awesome.
2: Yeah. Did you buy cocaine from him?
4: <laughs> I did not buy cocaine from
2: him. Did you buy cocaine from him for me? So yeah. No. He's no. a very
4: nice man yeah. and doesn't do cocaine anymore. The human? Sure. That- yes. How did he look? Humongous. He's okay. like nine feet yeah, tall. Uh-huh. I mean,
2: I mean, like weight wise.
4: Oh no, he's still very fit.
2: Mm, he's still doing coke.
4: I'd, he's not skinny. He looked like he had. He could punch yeah. you in the throat, and you would hurt for weeks. Well, so could Sam. <laughs> right.
2: Everybody can punch Abby me. Abby could the throat. punch him in the throat. Yeah, the, and the, he the would throat is weeks. a
4: very sensitive area. By
2: yeah. Right. yeah, Brendan's girlfriend Celeste could punch me in the throat right now. I'd be out for a month.
4: I'd like to see her do that. <laughs> <laughs> you have my. full She support. might by the
2: end of yeah. the show. Give it time. Uh, all right. Casey writes in example of why I hate Scott because he steals your beer and is a whiny dick about it. <laughs> That's
4: it? That's it. That's not very nice. Is this a long it's list just, of reasons? That's it. Give us
2: one next week. I have to admit, I do enjoy hate mail. And now, now that the trend is Scott, it, does, it makes me chuckle. Well, it's
5: just so pathetic. Like, that's the best you can do, Casey. Like, I, I, th- they complain that the beer's gone and I'm whining? Yeah. I think
2: for next week's about? feedback, you should write a hate mail back to Ooh. the listeners.
5: Yeah, please respond. Oh, I can do it now if you want.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you to think about it. I want you yeah. to take some time. To be thorough. Yeah. I want the poetic right? side of you, the yeah. artistic right. side.
5: Also, he, he steals your beer, so it's everyone's beer but mine. Is that it, Casey? I guess. I'm supposed to beg them to oh. take the leftovers after the show? Is that it, Casey? You fucking this, idiot. This email's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then finally, our spam of the week.
2: Dear good friend. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today together with your family? (laughs) If we were good friends, you would know that I'm not. If you must know, my family doesn't really talk to me, okay? (laughs) Uh, It's my pleasure to contact you for real and genuine business investment project. (laughs) Actually, I would love to invest in your country or any country of your choice under your care. (laughs) <laughs> what does that mean, Even What does that mean?
7: Are you in charge many, of a lot of countries? That's
2: yeah. what I'm thinking. You're yeah. such good friends with this person. That physical they, care.
0: they trust you to invest in any
2: foreign infrastructure whatsoever. Well, which one, though? <laughs> There's so many under my care. Well, you Few. get to choose. Oh. My name is Senator Jewel Howard Taylor. <laughs> Attached documents is the investment proposal. Kindly view it and get back to me. Thanks, Senator Jewel Taylor. Uh, did you review the document, JP? <laughs> <laughs> what are the details of uh, the investment?
0: I think it was just a bunch of rice sitting in the dock in Zimbabwe somewhere. I don't really know. <laughs> Sounds They're, like everybody eats rice.
2: That's yeah, a good investment. No, no, why no, didn't you? You wonder why we're broke,
0: JP? <laughs> <laughs> all these, all these uh, little princes in, in uh, India are going. I don't understand. It's free money.
2: <laughs> why would they not take it? Americans love money. They should <laughs> say yes to
0: this. Uh, there were no documents attached, unfortunately. Oh, that's so, failed spam uh, right just there. Just a Trojan horse. Yeah. Our good friend uh did not include the document wow the Uh, senator the senator Senator which uh sounds like something would be uh someone would be named that in america like senator jewel because
2: we have such weird funky names for our kids no very strange All right, that's your feedback today. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking to Gary Valier from American Craft Beer Radio. We'll find out about his radio show. And then a little bit later on, we got Central Coast Brewing uh, on the program to talk about their award-winning beer. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
1: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. And make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st
3: Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time?
0: Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment bar and pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jimmy Zaneshev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP.
1: Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we'd love giving you something extra for that support, like...
2: Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50
5: years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus.
4: I know, I know, but there's
2: got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating
3: with loose, hairy girls. Mark, Mark. we stop. Look. What is that? It looks like a man-made prehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer.
4: Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grouse See, creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs>
3: awesome.
2: The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Yeah. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at
1: creekmonkey.com. Brewcasters are back.
2: That's right. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us tonight. We got a lot to do. Got Central Coast Brewing Company on the program, so we're going to get to that in just a couple minutes. But first, we've got the uh, the man behind American Craft Beer Radio on the program. Uh, Gary Valliere is on the air with us. Gary, what's happening, man?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys?
2: It's uh, you know we're just drinking beer and talking beer, so. Things are
3: good. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Isn't
2: it nice? Hang on, I'm,
3: I'm tearing up as we speak.
2: <laughs> now, Gary is out of Denver, Colorado, uh, does the American Craft Beer Radio program there on ESPN Radio. I believe you can tune in Saturdays at noon on, what is it,
3: 105.5? 105.5 ESPN locally.
2: ESPN locally, got it. So not yet ESPN nationally, but we're going to try and fix that, Gary.
3: That's right. We're working on
9: it. You <laughs> didn't on, on TuneIn or something like that, and I'll be checking out.
2: There you go.
3: So it's, This could be this could be exactly what they need to put us on a map right here.
2: <laughs> boy, Gary, if you're thinking that the Brewing Network show Oops. is going to put you on the map, uh, boy, do we have you fooled.
8: <laughs>
2: Actually, so so check this out. Gary, of course, being from Denver, uh, goes yeah. to the Great American Beer Festival every year, sure. and they broadcast from there as well. And, um, and when I was uh, talking to Gary about that, it was a proud moment for me. Yeah. Um, he was kind of doing a play-by-play. Gary, you can help me out here. Of course, you're doing a play-by-play of the awards, and he couldn't do it from inside the hall mm-hmm. because oh, they sure. didn't. You know, they want him to sit down, and he's trying to run a show. And it well, just... it's way too loud anyway. So. He was watching the Brewing Network feed, the, our video feed, oh. Oh, nice. to to make sure he was getting the uh, the, the, the live play-by-play. Oh, that's awesome.
3: <laughs> that, that is absolutely correct. And I will share with you what's even funnier than that part. is that The uh, primary title sponsor of my show has been Dry Dock Brewing Company for the last four years. And the owners of Dry Dock, Dry Dock sent out an email to everyone in the company letting them know, that if they wanted to stream the awards live, they could catch it on the Brewing Network. (laughs) And I had to call her and say, hey, you know know the show that you're paying for every month and year is going to be doing it live as well. (laughs) 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 So if they're they're in their car, I don't don't imagine they want to be, you know, have their laptop up on the dash and be streaming. They can actually listen to me. As I'm streaming the Brewery Network, <laughs> right? Well, it's the actual... going back the feed. I love that. So you, so,
5: so you're guys
3: say, you guys saved my ass that day.
5: Oh, that's that's good. So Justin, you are doing all the work, and other <laughs> people are getting paid, and Gary's doing none of the work and get. How did you? Okay, how did you figure out how to do because that? Because I'm an
2: idiot and Gary's smart. That's it. That's what happened.
3: I didn't even know how smart I was until I pulled you up online. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, tell us. Don't about not your... I give you guys credit. I credit you guys. I credit everybody for all the, all the, all the material that I steal from bloggers, uh, writers, and guys like yourself. I, I definitely give credit to. So everybody knows I'm not as smart as I sound when I'm on the air.
2: <laughs> but you know what? That's good radio. As long as you sound smart on the air, that's that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. See, our problem is our, we make bad radio because nobody knows that we're not that smart. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. We every, forgot every, the fake it till you make it part. Yes.
2: Right. I you think right people here.
4: definitely know we're not that smart. No,
0: stop it.
2: <laughs> All right, Gary, th- help me out here. Tell us about your program. How long have you been doing this?
3: Well, I've been drinking beer a long time. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> my mother, God rest her, by the way, it was probably about six months before she passed away uh, back in 2011. We went on the air for the first time, I believe, in January of 2011. And we did it on a, I did it on a smaller network. It was an AM station, uh, left-wing radio during the week. So I, I was constantly fighting the battle from my right-wing friends coming in, and going, "My dial doesn't go that far to the left." <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and it was a little. It was. Uh, we started out as uh, it was called Colorado Craft Beer Radio, and we were more focused on the scene here. And within about well, less than a year. Um, I had started to look at other avenues, and taking it possibly to satellite or whatever. And I got a call one day from the local ESPN affiliate, and and they said, "Hey, would you be interested in moving the show here?" So at that point, I had uh, I had a co-host a partner with me, um, and he kept the show going on AM 760 locally, and we and I made the move over to ESPN and decided to expand on the show a little bit. We had we had done the, the GVF and we had all the big dogs. I mean, I've been going to GVF since oh, four or five. And uh, we had, you know, I had booked us up with Sam Calgione and uh, Jim Cook and Greg Cook from Stone, uh, um, David Walker from Firestone, you know, the big dogs that were in town. Sure. And I started to think about that and I was like, hey, this is a whole lot more fun bring the guys from around the country. Not to mention generally speaking when I bring in the brewers locally, you know, I pop in their brewery, and I always drink beer for free. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'd like to do this on a national level.
2: So <laughs> anywhere you go you uh, can drink free beer.
3: The main the main goal is really to incorporate uh, a lot of different breweries. There's a lot of great beers out there uh, more than I can even get to, believe it or not, I, and I god knows I try. Sure. Um, but uh, I just wanted to make it a little more inclusive and and get We've had tap houses from all over the country on the show, and and uh, breweries from all over the place, and it's just—it's a lot of fun. It's—it's it's a lot of fun. I learn a lot from doing it, and I hope that uh, people will listen get to pick up on maybe learn a, a thing or two.
2: In our first couple years, we also uh, focused a lot on local brewers because it was just a lot more fun to have them come into the studio and talk to them that way. And then, you know, you, you kind of you saturate the market, you get everybody. You do have to branch out, and, and we have a lot more fun now too. And let me ask this: so, a lot of our listeners are home brewers. I think I think most of them, and then there's some that are just craft beer aficionados. Uh, who do you think your audience is? What kind of interviews are you doing?
3: I think it's a it's a combination of both. It's it, the majority. Well. Ironically, now that we're on, we've been on ESPN for four years, I think the majority of them just kind of trip over it because their their station was already set to that when they got in their car. Yeah, some some possibly regret it as well. But, <laughs> of course, and that's okay. Um, but I think the majority are are, are craft beer enthusiasts that want to learn about where to go, uh, other breweries, not just you know local, but also outside outside of uh, the state of Colorado. So you know we're well over well over 300, a you know, little over 300 I guess breweries here in Colorado and uh I I constantly get Facebook messages and stuff from people saying, "Hey, I'm going to fill in the blank what state or what city. Where should I go? Yeah. Where can I go and find some good beers?" And if I don't know, if I haven't had anyone from Arkansas on the show yet, and it takes some digging because there aren't many breweries in Arkansas, but uh, there are some there. So, um, I will try, you know, try and look up and find out where to send them. We, we did have a segment for a while and I'll probably bring it back after the holidays. Uh, a homebrew segment, just 15 minute segment with kind of questions and answers with, uh, I had a guy that was really a great homebrewer on there. And then I started to mix it up and have different homebrewers come on. Um, they have been doing it for a while. And that was kind of fun too. I think, uh, I think the majority of people will really want to find out, where do I go and get my next glass filled?
2: Sure. So we were on terrestrial radio like that for a little while, and I absolutely loved it. I did find it to be a different type of audience than, than we here, have here on the show. Here, of course, we can bring homebrewers on and just really geek out about the science of, of making beer. And I know for sure we're not really boring anybody. When I was on FM, though, I, I did kind of worry, man, uh, you know, we're not some shock jock show and we're not some uh, – it's it's very much a, a niche market, right? So I always just wondered, you know, what do these folks really want to hear? And I think you make a good point. They, they want to know, hey, what's the next great beer that I should go to? What's the next great tap room? What should I buy off the shelf? And if they can hear it from the brewer that you're talking to, that's even better.
3: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the one of the shows that I did a while back, and I need to do this again, I brought in um, brought in a group of uh, four or five beer judges, certified judges, that when we and I had we put up on Facebook, okay, we're we've got these five categories or these four categories that we're gonna we're going to have on the show. We're going to judge, and I went out and I had people select the beers that we would be that we would want to do in those categories. So, for instance, if you go to the you go to the BJCP, you know, list of what what uh, the different the different beer categories are, it'll tell you the beers that that are they're kind of like the um, the benchmark of those categories. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make it so people could get those beers. So we have the, we had the final list of, of the beers that they would be judging prior to the show day. And I wanted to make it so people could, at home could get those beers locally and be trying them and listen to the judges talk about what they're, you know, I mean, everybody has their own palate. Everybody's everybody's tastes are a little different, but sure. it was kind of cool. I got a lot of compliments on that when, when people could sit and listen to the judges talk about a certain beer. Call it the uh, Avery Ellie's Brown Ale, for instance. It's on. It's one of the ones on the list, or one of my favorites, North Coast Brewing. Their um, their Old Rest Oh yeah,
2: great.
3: Beer. Um, had people try to keep it. so people could try that. Have the beers locally. That get them locally. That uh, we were going to be trying on the show and sure. they get a lot of great feedback.
2: Yeah, um, then they can play along you know. with their own palate.
3: Exactly. They can they can have their own uh, their own beer tasting and judging, which is you know, you got to be drinking beer if you're going to listen to me for an hour. You got to <laughs> be drinking something.
2: That's right. Yeah, we're on far for 3
3: hours. You can smoke too.
2: That'll help too, as anything. Now, all right, I'm going to give you a game. Maybe you've done this already, so forgive me. I know you've been on the air since uh, 2010, so uh, forgive me if you've already done it. But it's a game that we did. Uh, we've done it both on this show, but we it started over on our FM show. And it was a lot of fun. Of course, you've got to get a craft brewer, a professional craft brewer, who doesn't take themselves all too seriously. But, you know, uh, especially people who are going to tune into a beer show like yours and mine, they tend to be beer geeks, right? And they're all about, right. they're all about craft beer and they love their craft beer. So the game that we would like to play from time to time was called Guess the Craft Beer. And we would have uh, us and a professional craft brewer, we'd put, you know, three beers in front of us and we'd make them tell us which one was not a craft beer or which one was a craft beer. But without seeing a label, without hearing a name, so we'd put some of the uh, – my favorite one was we put, uh, I think, three or four – loggers in front of people and and we put in like a a, a malt liquor we had oh, like yeah. a I think we, cobra or
0: something. i think it was cobra, or something like we
2: that. put in a cobra we put in a craft uh, uh pilsner we put in another craft lager of some kind and it was and everyone had to pick we told them there's there's one craft beer in there whatever you have to pick the one everybody failed <laughs> everybody picked cobra malt liquor as the craft be beer. I swear to God. And the reason was because it was the boldest beer, right? It's yeah. the highest of alcohol and all these things. All the flavors. Uh, it had all the it had more flavor than yeah. any of the other craft lagers. It now the flavor didn't have to be good. People right. were tricked by the just the amount of whatever flavor was in there. And so luckily the the professionals that we had in the room, the professional craft brewers all had a great sense of humor, laughed at themselves that they picked the, the Cobra we got fantastic feedback from our listeners because they felt like, wow, I would probably be duped, too. So give it a Do you a have show. that trademark? <laughs> I do not. But
3: I'm
2: handing it to you. Listen, I will fly out and do it with you. Because
3: coming up Saturday, on American craft beer. You know, you see it
2: it's so fun to do. You can do, especially now with the faux craft beers coming out, right from the macros with your shock tops of the world and Lagunita. Um, oh, man. oh, sorry. So you could easily pick a style that is even a pale ale now, and and let people go. Hey, which one is the macro beer, and which are the craft beers? It's a lot of fun.
3: Give it a shot. I think I think I could guess them, but we'll definitely you know if, uh, we'll we'll talk some more. I want to get your schedule when you guys can next time. You guys are going to be in town. And uh, I think that would be a lot of fun to do. We and have some have someone like, can you, can you drop F-bombs on your show, huh?
2: Oh, yeah, go for oh, it. Yeah. Try, you know, do it just to get it Probably out of your not. system. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <Just> scream it. <laughs> yeah. Before you get back to your show, just call us and drop
1: F-bombs.
3: That's what. I, that's actually what I'll do. And then <laughs> we maybe we can make a podcast. Well, I'll follow the podcast so people can hear me actually drop the F-bomb. For the first two years on the show, in my head, throughout every broadcast, what don't drop an F-bomb. Right. Don't say fuck. Don't <laughs> drop an F-bomb. Don't do it. Yeah. And the very first show we did on ESPN was Super Bowl Sunday um, in 2012. And our Super Bowl set well, it was the Saturday before the Super Bowl. But, um, and we did a two-hour show. We went coast to coast. We started with brewers on the East Coast. Every 15 minutes moved to a different and came through Colorado. And our last brewer on was Garrett Morero from uh, Maui Brewing. Yeah. He It was the last 15-minute segment. He wasn't on 30 seconds. He's like, and this guy's trying to – he's banging at the door. I told him, fuck you, and (laughs) he made it on the air. And the whole the whole staff at ESPN, all upper management, was like, you can't do a show this weekend. We're all out of town. We're all going to be at the Super Bowl. We got to – you know, we we need to make sure everything goes right. I'm like, oh, what could possibly go wrong? Right. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, that was – and then Adam Avery, of course, they had him on. And he – can't get through a sentence without (laughs) dropping a few and it was it was hysterical he did it three times until they finally came on my headset and said if that guy drops another f bomb. We're cutting his mic. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, but well, 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 he's Adam Avery, and they're like, they said, they came back and said, we don't care if he's John fucking L.A., we're cutting his mic.
0: <laughs> and you said, don't drop an f bomb, dude. <laughs> yes. So
2: <laughs> exactly, folks at home, this is how this works on on broadcast broadcast radio. You're given a piece of equipment that's called a delay. You've probably heard of this, but I'm just going to tell you how it works. The delay is set. You can set it from anywhere from like 30 seconds to three minutes. All right, and every time you hit with it's called the dump button it chops out about 30 seconds of your program so you have a person sitting in the other room and and Garrett, or Garrett Marrero says fucking an a and the guy hits the button and no problem you've caught it but now there if you if you had it set for 90 seconds now you're down to a minute
0: yeah you've like buffered
2: so then the next time he says <laughs> right. fuck you're down to 30 seconds and that's when they get in Gary's ear and they say
3: he drops <laughs> it one high, star, high, we ahead. wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had these issues if my producer was paying attention to my damn show <laughs> but yeah. Apparently, my producers are bored stiff too. They're all, of course, they're all sports guys. So, oh yeah, um, they're out there paying attention. Of, to football. I've had some. I, I, I can't. I can't say that too much. I've had some really, really good producers that that do pay attention and, and uh, really work with me well. Um, a couple. A couple times though, there's been guys that weren't paying attention. That's usually when it happens.
2: Yeah, gets you every time. Well, like I said, you come on our show. You can drop all the f bombs you want.
3: Perfect. Yeah, f and a.
2: All right, Gary V., ladies and gentlemen, you can catch him on ESPN Radio in Denver. It's on 105.5. Shows on every Saturday at noon. And uh, I think I'm going to be on an upcoming show, too, to mess around with you guys.
3: I believe so. I hope you uh, can join us on Saturday. I will get the information to you by no later than tomorrow. And uh, we'll be live at Dry dock Brewing Company for their 10th anniversary party. It's going to be a big deal.
2: Maybe I should just fly out. I want to go yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. Sure go out there. Make sure there's all the dumb box for three minutes.
3: In. <laughs> if you guys go, I'll get you
2: in. We'll just get on the Brewing Network jet, and uh, there you we, go. we'll be there in a minute. All right, Gary, thanks so much <laughs> for being on the program, and uh, we'll tune in on Saturday. I'll, I'll uh, talk to you then.
3: Guys, thanks for having me. Cheers.
2: All right, take care. There you go, Gary V. American Craft Beer Radio has been doing it for a little while, and uh, yeah, I thought it was cool that they're yeah. broadcasting also from uh, Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, I like it, and using our stream to get accurate information. That is good. That's like uh, professional broadcasting on our part. And yeah. people tune in. We are now the CNN, the C-SPAN Ooh. of beer news. Yeah, people tune into us to get the scoop. Oh wait, we. Never I don't think it. anyone All watches C-SPAN. Them. Wow. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. you get the idea. You get the point.
5: Uh, I get the point, all right. What's been going on? I haven't been paying attention to the show. (laughs)
2: Exactly. (laughs) We dropped a bunch of F-bombs is pretty much all that you need. Oh, hit hit the delay. Hit the delay. (laughs) All right. A very quick break, just about four minutes. When we come back, Central Coast Brewing Company, we're going to learn about some beer and some good beer. I got a Vienna lager in my glass that is very tasty. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
1: use is your ticket to enter visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form there's no limit on the number of times you can enter so get brewing with danstar and get your entries into the danstar 2016 beer school contest whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing enter at danstar and get the dry yeast advantage with Lallemand and danstar premium brewing yeast and enter to win
0: Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian.
1: Oh, man, this guy needs to get some Grog Tags. Grog Tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, uh,
7: it's that pseudo-Belgian.
1: Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grogtag. At least your beer will look good. grogtag.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers Together. Become a member today. It costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more. Visit homebrewersassociation.org.
0: That's it. I've
2: back to the program. Thanks to Gary V from American Craft Beer Radio. Don't forget to check him out Saturdays on ESPN Radio in Denver, Colorado on 105.5. Also, I want to let you know about our new friends over at Double Blaze Brewing Company. It's a new project that you can help fund, especially if you're anywhere around Temecula, California, and you want another local brewery. Uh, started by Jacob Mitchell, uh, who is a, it started as a homebrew project in 2012, and they're looking to open in Temecula, California in mid-2016. It's doing a, a pretty small brewery. It's a, a unique uh, project that they're working on. He wants to start with a two-and-a-half-barrel, four-vessel system. And 10-barrel fermenters. So that, is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> to me it is, but I, I think it's probably a budget thing. He's doing it on a shoestring yeah. and wants to no? open this. I mean, to me, and, and maybe one day we'll, we'll get uh, Jacob on here. We'll talk to him and ask what's up. Um, to me, that means you've got to brew four batches to fill a fermenter. Um, but maybe, uh, well, I don't know. Well, that's why he got the four
7: vessels, so he could multi-batch and get a and 10 barrel batch. And just keep going. That way he gets four batches in a reasonable
6: amount of time. Oh, there you go. And, and, you know, and every three hours instead of you know, waiting. Right. It'll cut 25% off your beer line. Oh, see? Yeah. Look Each what one. you guys know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's his plan. Uh, he's trying to raise $80,000. You can go over to Kickstarter right now and search Double Blaze Brewing Company and check him out and support him, especially, like I said, if you're local and you want another local brewery we're all about supporting your local brewery so double blaze brewing company we wish you guys luck go check them out on kickstarter right now by doing a search you know the only thing i don't like about kickstarter i feel like they do everything so well is that they don't give you a direct url
5: yeah it's real Oh, weird. really? Yeah,
2: no, they always give oh. you this long... So you always have to tell people, well, just search the name, which I yeah. guess works. I mean, everybody Googles things, but it just seems so indirect, right? If you were smart, you would you would go buy a random URL, like supportmykickstarter.com, uh, and then have it redirect and then Direct to over to there. Oh. Yeah. Still, I think if Kickstarter was right. smart, is yes. my point. Yes. And so even when we did it, yes. we did it Indiegogo, the other one, same thing, no direct link. And no. it just it's always a weird thing to me. Anyhow, you can just do it by searching Double Blaze Brewing company over on kickstarter gives these give these folks some support and see if we can get another a little brewery in our midst Uh, all right we got central coast brewing company on the program with us right now our friend brendan i first met brendan uh i think it was the first time anyway at firestone walker beer fest had i met you before that and was drunk
6: uh no it was it Uh, there we go not not this last one i think probably one before yeah while i was still at firestone yeah
2: yeah so let's learn a little bit about you and then of course we'll learn about central coast Brewing company but you were with firestone walker for a little while
6: I was. I was there for uh, just under three years.
2: Okay. Um, you didn't go to school for brewing. You went for marketing or something.
6: Yeah, I went to. I was. Uh, yeah. So my just to give you a little background on uh, on yeah. my history. Um, I started homebrewing really. I mean, in comparative terms, not that long ago. It was. Uh, it was you know about six and a half years ago in two thousand and nine. Uh, and uh, you know my my first batch of homebrew was just absolutely terrible. Mm. Uh, it, you know my mom had a uh, my mom had told me that I had that my dad had a little starter kit in his garage, and uh, I went and looked at it, and it's you know this old bucket that's scratched up with rusted caps and all this you know old, just you know it was probably ten years old. That's what
2: I was going to ask. When did he have it from? Like it was, okay.
6: it was ten years old at least. Yeah. And right. uh, you know, not knowing anything about it, I was like, yeah, it'd be rad. So. Uh, you know, start searching online. and I find Palmer's How to Brew book. Yep, and uh, read it cover to cover. Just like I'm going to do this right. You know, did you
2: read the online version or did you buy the book somewhere?
6: It was uh, the online version. That a boy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck yeah, you yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah, even was... know at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you uh, bought the book since? I have not, but I but, oh, I, but I worked mess. at the homebrew shop for about three years, and I sold about a hundred of them. So Fair <laughs> enough, all right. You know, yeah, no, but he he offered
2: it there for a reason. If you're if you're willing to just read it on a computer screen, it's all yours.
6: Yeah, and, and honestly, for me, who had never made a batch of beer and really was kind of just like, yeah, that'd be cool, you know, uh, it was I probably wouldn't have bought in the book. I just would have struggled through it and like you know made even worse beer. Sure, and so <laughs> for me, having that resource available online. Was one of the things that really got me hooked because I started reading about it and I'm just like, oh, dude, this is awesome! It's like the perfect outlet for my OCD. You know, it's like all these little things matter and the science behind it and it. I mean, it grabbed me right from the beginning and so um, yeah. And you mean, read that before you you brewed. I did. Okay. Yeah, cover to cover. And so you know, it's this apparently this whole like you know cleaning and sanitation thing is important. I guess I, it, that's what Palmer said. So, yes. So so I I, t- I took to that bucket and I'm you know stained and scratched and I'm okay. Let me try and scrub this stain out of this thing with a scouring pad, right? Put some new scratches yeah. on Oh, no. Because yeah. 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 I, I really had no idea, you know. Yeah. But it, cleaning's important, so like, this looks dirty, so I'm going to clean it the way I would clean my, you know, plate when it gets crusty. I scub it with a scouring pad. And so I, I did that and made a batch of beer in it, uh, you know, with fresh ingredients at least from, the, you know, uh, extract from the local homebrew shop and... um Ended up, you know, basically with what tasted like liquid band-aids. Okay, yeah, it, you know, it came out mm-hmm. real, It's oh, pre- yeah. a real brew. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it's a bucket it, brew. Yeah. It was, it was okay for about a week, and uh, pretty shortly after that, it really turned for the worst, and uh, was really bad. And and it, if you know, I mean, you know, my friends would tell you that, uh, you know that was not going to stop me. I mean, I was at that point that I was even more determined maybe after that. To, okay. Like, like I was going to figure this out, you know?
2: So let's stop for just a moment, a little a learning moment for brand new brewers, especially those of you who haven't, haven't brewed yet. Um, I think that you are in, in theory, what you were doing was correct. <laughs> Clean the shit out of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and how would you know that? Well, what happens is if you make dark, uh, deep grooves in plastic, it's just a new place for bacteria to hide. Yeah. So even though you may made, have visually gotten rid of yeah. the stain yeah. which i yeah. imagine
6: you did if yeah. you really put these uh, oh, yeah. Scour I, pads I, I, to I, yeah i scraped off about a probably an eighth of an inch you know?
2: what you've done is create a little home for for bacteria so just a learning moment uh clean yes but a, a nice smooth surface is what we want right <laughs> yeah uh, which of course is yeah, why professionals use stainless steel and things yeah,
6: like yeah and new i mean if, if you ever you know think about starting homebrewing and your your best option is a 10 year old bucket go buy a seven dollar <laughs> <Right>. bucket <laughs> right like yeah. even from like, home depot like something that, that's not 10 years old and just destroyed dude. yeah this, good call. this
5: kit uh did someone from your family tell you about it or did you stumble upon it in the garage
6: no like, i mean i was really into beer by this point you know okay. and and so my mom she's like oh yeah it's you know just told me she that, told you it was there yeah like hey there's this old homebrewing kit i was like you can make your own beer? Like, I had no idea. I'm fascinated right.
5: by these little moments. My like reaction. You, you never know that moment when your life is about to change and you just have no idea. Yeah. yeah. There was a moment there on some Tuesday when your mom said that <laughs> yeah, to you and then really that was, was it.
2: Everything changed.
6: Yeah, and I, and I remember going to look at him, looking through it and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this stuff looks fine. You know, rusted caps and, and dirty buckets. Like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of where it started for me.
2: So, first batch, no good, but you kept at it and, and you stayed at a home brewer until you you got your first pro job. It sounds like,
6: uh, yeah, I, and uh, you know, it really wasn't wasn't too long after that that you know I, I, the beer started getting much better okay uh you know my second batch uh i went down and got a glass carboy at the homebrew shop i was like okay I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the problem okay you know yeah i went and got a glass carboy um made my second batch it was significantly better looking right. back on it it was probably no more than okay you know but but better <laughs> but than you the could first tell one. the difference yeah, yeah. absolutely and it you know three weeks later it still tasted like the same crap that it did in the first week which was good
2: and you probably it, weren't doing temperature control or anything like that
6: on your no you know? not on the first two sure. but i think i did on the f- probably the third third or fourth batch by the yeah it, it was right about like my third or fourth batch i was like okay this is going well so i'm gonna start doing partial mashes and i so i started doing the like brew in a bag like two you know two uh kettles on my stove this is you no know, pretty early on yeah and i you know brew in the bag do like half of the fermentables and lift up the bag and then you know rinse it in the other in the other pot mm combine those into you know uh the regular uh, into a kettle and then you know add the rest of the extract and brew as normal sure and uh and also quit bottling after two batches just uh, went to keg yeah i went down there and went this is cool i'm gonna stick with this i hate bottling yeah you know it's just a pain in the ass and so i went and got a uh you know a kegging kit right about my third or fourth batch right when i started doing uh the partial mashes um and brewed like that for about six months um and was making pretty decent beer by the end of that. You know? Sure. Um,
2: Except for what you just said, and I hate to put this on you. This was pretty much my progression as well. <laughs> uh, and and I have to say that the two things, in even to this day, like two of my best memories of like wow, I really love homebrewing, like really enjoying the process, Where the first time I did partial mash Mm -hmm. because it was just so much cooler than extract at the time. Like I was dealing with grains and it smelled completely different and I had to mess with temperature a little bit and some shit like that. I just remember having a really good time doing it. Mm -hmm. So the first time I went partial mash and then kegging. Like switching yeah. to kegging. Oh, God. It was because I also hated bottling.
6: Scrubbing the labels off. And yeah. like, oh, was like a ass. nightmare.
2: But it was also, it was like every boy's dream to have beer on tap at home. Right. And so to this day, and, and when I, you know, still brewing all grains, a lot of fun and everything. But, but to this day, those two moments were like. Oh, this is homebrewing. So
6: it, we should collaborate on a, a, a partial match. A partial match, <laughs> yeah. yes,
5: Absolutely. Except <laughs> for the part where Justin got good. You had identical experiences. <laughs> right. Yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah
4: uh, I'm going to jump in and say you should not do a collaboration with Justin.
6: Well, no, I'll, I'll brew. I'll yeah, do the okay. brewing. Okay. Okay. You know yeah. what to do. Yeah. Okay, Can you barbecue or something? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm pretty decent. He does that, make
4: up some mean chicken. That
0: is a
7: collaboration with right? Justin. Yeah. You yeah. do
0: all of the work. Yeah.
7: That's yeah. a collaboration with anybody
2: in yeah, the beer right. scene.
7: In the beer scene, right. Pretty much.
4: All right, so you take this
2: progression you homebrew for a little while uh, oh, yeah. uh, but you're in college at the time right
6: uh yeah so okay. i went i i was you know i, I had gone back to college uh, a little later in my life than most people so you know this was i'm 34 now so this was you know i was about 28 at the time okay um and uh but ju- to jump real uh to jump back real quick to the temperature control thing which you asked me i um, mean i think this is relevant for for people who are getting into homebrewing yeah um by about the third batch you know you you, the more i I was reading everything i could find online you know the the homebrew you know forums and and anything i could find and every it's like temperature control is you know uh is one of the most important things that you can do along with you know pitching the right amount of yeast and all that other stuff um so what i did is i went and got some of those you know big like kind of storage tubs that you'd get from costco or you know uh uh any of the box stores, yeah, um, and I'd just fill them with water, and I'd put my put my carboy in there and let the thermal mass from the from the water kind of yeah. stabilize the temperature a little bit. Um, and it works I, really well. It does, and I and I and I'd go to work, and you know, or, or I'd go to school, or and I had a little part time job, go to work. And I'd freeze a couple of one liter bottles and I'd put one in in the morning, you know, right when I left, and I'd come back and kind of just swap it out and put another, you know, and just mm-hmm. keep that temperature. And I'd keep a little floating dairy thermometer in the water yeah. and keep the water temperature at like 64. And without, you know, uh, a Temp controller or a fridge or anything like that, I was able to really stabilize my fermentation temps. And that was a huge improvement in my beer on that.
2: Yeah, as long as you don't get drunk and pass out at somebody else's house that night and you (laughs) come back and you swap out the bottle, this was always my problem, (laughs) Uh, then you can keep it pretty consistent.
6: Yeah, you can. And I was pretty on it. I mean, at this point, it was like, you know, I was hell bent on making the best beer with, you know, some of the uh, not. Not not exactly premium equipment. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so did
9: you bring to homebrew club or something like that? How did you? I mean, you didn't. You started uh, like
6: completely. Not at, on not your own in not, a vacuum. Yeah, not at first. I I didn't know anybody who homebrewed at all, and so I, um, I was you know looking. You know, I was on homebrew talk all the time, and looking back on it, that some of that information not not to you know talk anything bad about those guys, but some of that information is so bad. Uh, and someone though, and I, and I don't remember who it was, but they, they posted a link to the Jamil style shows. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. That looks cool. So I I clicked that and, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I, I, and I, and I went through the whole library. I mean, I listened to every single show, um and there's so much good information on the, on those old, you know, they, he went through each BJCP style.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
6: And, and I went and, you know, and then, you know, he talked about how he wrote the BYO articles. And so I'd go to read those and I'd listen to the listen, and It went through the whole library and, uh, still hadn't been to a homebrew club meeting and, uh, okay. Yeah. And we have a really great group of people, uh, in San Luis called the slobs, the SLO brewers. Yeah. Um, and uh, hadn't met any of them yet, but, you know, there's we, – we do a couple local competitions. There's the Cal Poly Cup and uh, uh, the Mid-State Fair are kind of the two that were happening in, you know, in our area. And uh, I ended up entering these competitions really before going to any meetings. And by this time, I was listening to the style shows. I was, you know, on the Brewing Network stuff, and my beer was actually tasting pretty darn good. And so I entered these comps and had, like, you know, gotten a gold and a silver in the Mid-State Fair and – taken a third and a fifth place like best the show at the cal poly cup yeah and you know at the Homebrew club president dave low uh is uh you know I, he, he's you know he's wondering who the hell i am like you know this guy hasn't <laughs> yeah. come to a meeting why is he not yeah. with us yeah and uh, and and so the homebrew shop owner um you know talked to me into coming to a meeting one time and Really, that was where my beer took off. I mean, those guys are such a great group of brewers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the information sharing in there, all of a sudden, I wasn't just scouring internet forums. Sure. I was talking to guys who I could taste their beer. It's not, it's not some blowhard online like, oh, yeah, this and that, and this is my recipe. I'm the best. And how was, oh, and like, how was the beer? It's like, well it's still in the fermenter. It's like, <laughs> so you don't oh, know dear. what happened yet. And then he never comments after, you know, so you know he probably yeah. wasn't very good.
2: Well, and this is, is going to sound like I'm patting us on the back, but I'm actually patting Jamil on the back. Here's what I've always liked about Jamil. When he – from the very day he he came on the Brewing Network, none of his information was uh, something that he was just throwing out, uh, just pulling out of his ass. He had tested everything. So every recipe that he gave was an award-winning recipe, right, even from the first Jamil show. And and when he started talking about yeast starters, he didn't just say, oh, in theory they're great. He said, look, I got a microscope, and I started counting cells. (laughs) And so everything he was talking about was stuff that he had tested. And so like you're saying, it wasn't just some guy saying, I feel really good about this batch. Like, <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, yeah. everything went well, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the best porter on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And so I've always really liked that about Jamil, is that he he tested everything. So uh, I just always patted him on the back for, for that sort of information. And, of course, Palmer's book is the same thing. The guy didn't – he's an engineer who – he didn't just sit down and go, well, here's what I do in my garage. He tested it all, right. you know. And anyway, that makes good beer.
6: Yeah, those were two of the most valuable resources for yeah. me, certainly.
2: Then you get in a club, and you're allowed to actually exchange information with human beings face-to-face, taste their beer. And I agree with you. That's another thing where you, you can decide sort of who to listen to and who not to listen to based on what they give you. Right. right? Yeah,
6: and, we, and we, do have, we have a ton of really, really good brewers in that club. Um, you know, and it became apparent. You know, you go to SoCal Homebrew Fest and you go tasting everybody's beer. And, you know, I just end up usually back at our booth <laughs> t- drinking a lot of the beer from the guys that I know. They you know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Yeah, that's what JP does. He just hangs <laughs> yeah. out at, I don't know where he goes. That's a water fountain. <laughs> no.
0: yeah. That's the best I'm, tasting drink you'll ever get at any homebrew
2: I know what I get every time. The water <laughs> All right, so you're in the slobs for a little while. Uh, are you still a member of, uh, Should uh, consider yeah. yourself? Uh, no, I, fuck those guys. Yeah,
6: fuck those guys, <laughs> seriously. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I go to meetings when I can, you know, it, it probably every four or five months or so. It's not quite as frequent as I as I used to. But, um, okay. yeah, I, I still stay in, you know, a lot of those guys are still my, my buddies. So even though I'm not going to the, the meetings, I still hang out with, you know, a lot of them. So,
2: so how do you get your first brewing gig and where is it?
6: Uh, so at the end of uh, right about the time I was about to graduate, I was working at the homebrew shop, you know, after hanging out there for – basically all day long, you know, George, the owner there goes, Hey man, you want a job? Like you're here anyways. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> you're in the yeah. fucking way. And I'm kind of like, no, you know, it's not, I don't know if I want to, he's like, dude, you're, you've, you've spent, you've been here for six hours. Like, <laughs> I'll, You're talking to people coming in, like I'll pay you. It's like, okay, wow. You know? Nice. Um, and so uh, I was working at the homebrew shop, just finishing school. And uh, uh, I contacted the owner of Central Coast Brewing. Actually, this is before Firestone or anything. Okay. And uh, you know, just was looking for a little part-time work that was a little more, you know, in what I was interested in. I mean, the homebrew shop was great, uh, but to me, I wanted to get into a brewery. And so uh, I went and, you know, asked if I could just kind of help out. And I was going to graduate school, and I didn't really know what I was going to do. So just looking for something that w- I was interested in that could, um, you know, learn a little bit and kind of see how that professional brewing side uh, works. Sure and um you know graduated from school and uh didn't really know what I was gonna do. At the time, you know, Central Coast Brewing was not a um a, a- career goal you know an option for me i mean it, wasn't, what it was what
2: was like, it what size brewery was it a is it a pub is it just what was central coast brewing then uh,
6: it, it's it, it, the same size system as it is now it's a it's a 10 barrel system with 20 barrel fermenters um just my not with a tasting room with a tasting room yeah. and that's
2: what it is okay. yeah and
6: it wasn't crazy busy you know the beer that was coming out of there wasn't super consistent um it was it was good um you know the shelf life wasn't very good and it wasn't real consistent so um you know, but I didn't. I wanted to make beer, and so uh, you know, when I graduated, it's like I had done an internship at a marketing company. It was like I really don't want to do that. You know, I really. <laughs> they don't, don't even drink at lunch yeah. here. And so <laughs> you like, know, this place sucks. Um, and you know, I had a couple of buddies that I had known from the homebrew shop. Just kind of some of my homebrewing buddies. One of them happened to be Matt Brindelson's neighbor okay um and just was really good friends with matt uh and the other one was uh someone who had gotten a job at the bottling line at firestone but was an engineer student at cal poly okay and so he had gone to siebel and then came back and firestone hired him as their plant engineer and he's still there uh mark fisher he's a he's a stud um and so matt you know firestone's expanding and they're looking for new brewers and uh uh, you know, Matt asks uh, Matt. You know, starts talking to Max about how he needs guys, and that's his neighbor. And uh, you know, Max sort of recommends me. He goes, "Oh, you should talk to this, you know, crazy home brewer." That that's all he wants to do. Okay. And uh, and Matt kind of goes, "Okay, yeah, okay." I'm sure he hears that a lot. Sure. And he he's now you know talking the same conversation to to Mark, who's now been hired as their plant engineer. And uh, Mark also recommends me. Okay, nice. And so Matt now has been fed this home brewer's name twice yeah um and so he goes well shit i guess i better call him you know so i went up there for an interview and and ultimately he got the job
2: okay as a, a shift brewer? or As, what? A, sh- as a shift brewer. Okay.
6: Uh, not just any shift. The overnight shift. The overnight. Yeah. The old Whoa. overnight. Yeah.
2: Smoking weed and making yeah. beer. Yeah.
6: Uh, I-, I wish, man. It, was, uh, it probably would have taken the edge off. It was, uh, <laughs> was nerve yeah. It was pretty nerve-wracking. I, yeah, I trained for two months and this on the old brew house at Firestone before the expansion. I mean, it was it was nuts. You had a, at the most maybe two minute gap where you could like breathe, yeah. and, like, get a drink of water, and like try to like figure out what the hell else was going on with your life. Wow! But it was like you know it wasn't automated, and they were brewing every two two and a half hours, and so you're mashing in, and then you shift it louder, and then you mash in, and you shift. You know, it's just like this wow crazy pace, and nothing was automated. No, you know, now we have they had hop dosers and everything, but back then you're chucking everything in, you know, uh, with a bucket, and it's all like you know. The, you're trying to follow the brew sheets and you got four of them behind you're transferring malt for one you're loudering the other you're boiling one one's in the whirlpool Whirlpool cooling in I mean it was crazy wow and you, and you trained for two months and it was like I remember some nights going home being like I'm not going to get this There's, I just I'm not gonna, it's not going to happen
2: <laughs> how much weight did you lose on <laughs> that uh, uh, job that's
6: a fair amount I've gained it all back now with <laughs> Central Coast but uh, that sounds uh, like
2: <laughs> I would I'd lose 20 <laughs> yeah. pounds on that thing man <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah we actually had hired uh, another guy who was uh, you, you know bigger than I am and he lost about 30-40 pounds I think, wow. after training Jeez. on the brew deck
0: canceled his gym so, membership yeah. though yeah. Yeah. so that's, that's nice work uh, Dave at Flattail does the same thing because he bought that new system but was too rake. cheap to buy an auger or a, a proper ladder
7: Okay, or a rake <laughs> or a rake that's what it yeah.
0: is. so he has to Climb up like three flights of, you know, three little
2: stairs with his bucket, <laughs> which are do- really pallets stacked up. <laughs> right, right. Flat tail. Which, and
0: then dough in, and then and then manually stir the fucking mash. And he's he dropped like forty pounds. I was going to say mm-hmm. he yeah. does How look big of a
7: thinner than
4: the last time.
2: Yeah. I have no idea. It's uh, it's not that big. Uh, it, it it makes, how big? A,
7: it makes terrible beer. I don't. Fifteen, <laughs> sure. I think a fifteen barrel system, but it's, it's oh, a thirty yeah. barrel. It's oversized. The That's mash tun's right. oversized. He's,
2: he's, yeah. manual, he's manual real, stirring thirty barrels would be. Yeah, terrible. he's a, yeah. real stupid. Right. That'd be rough. So all right. So you got the Firestone. It's hard work, but you're learning a lot about brewing.
6: Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and I was so happy to get to get that job, and um, you know, I was on the brew house shift too, which is you know something that a lot of times you kind of have to work into, but because I was willing to go overnight. Uh, Uh, I ended up on the brew house shift right away. And, um, yeah, I did it actually for 15 months in a row on the overnight. Wow. It was, yeah.
2: Man, that's a lot of cocaine.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, God bless it, right? (laughs) All
2: right. Let me stop you there. uh, And and let's talk about the beer that's in our glass before I finish it. Because then I won't be able to drink it along with you. And, of course, this is a Central Coast beer. We'll pick up this story, uh, of course, when we're done. But but right now, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's your Vienna Lager.
6: Uh, It's called Cervantes.
2: Cervantes. All right. Well, tell us
6: about this beer. It's a little tip of the hat to uh, our assistant brewer, Joe uh, Cervantes. Okay. Um, And, uh, you know, it's typically these beers are actually only just made in Mexico now. He's still
2: alive, though. I don't have to pour any out. No, no, no. Oh, okay.
6: No, none for the homies. Cool. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, this beer, let me see. I got the recipe here. It's uh, pr- pretty simple. It's, uh, we four- buy it
0: from Sam Adams and boil it. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to pour
6: each bottle into the – it's a yeah. long day. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, uh, 40% Pilsner malt, 45% uh, Vienna, about 8% flaked corn, 2% uh, carafa, and then a little bit of acid malt just for uh, pH adjustment. Um, Here, here's a
2: really stupid question. Is 45% Vienna a lot for a Vienna lager?
6: It's a lot. I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's a lot for a Vienna lager. It's okay. no, it's it's no, it's not. That's typical. Yeah. Okay. It's not
0: 46%.
6: Okay. Yeah, 46% is <laughs> crazy.
2: Maybe because yeah. I'm used to hearing people talk about Vienna malt in other beers that are not Vienna lagers, right? And so, it's such like right. a tiny percentage. So I just thought, wow, that's a
6: This is on the height. Yeah, it's on the high end, and my guess is, you know, historically, uh, you would probably find, you know, a fair amount of Vienna malt. The ones that are being made in Mexico, Negro Modelo and uh, uh, Dos Equis Amber, probably do not have that much Vienna malt, would be my my guess. Uh, Yeah, they're much lighter
2: in color. They might consider upping it a tasting (laughs) this one. (laughs) All the color is basically from that malt?
6: Uh, And the carafa.
2: And the carafa too, Okay.
6: Yeah, got so there, we use a two percent Carafa three, um, not trying to get too much flavor impact in there. Just trying to uh, color it up a little bit, and uh, you know, give it a little bit of depth of flavor, something other than just the the base malts that are essentially in there.
7: Dehust or no? Uh,
6: yes, yeah, yeah. The okay. is special, yeah.
2: And so, how about that mash temperature for this particular malt profile? What are you looking for?
6: So this was actually, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do when I got there is like I wanted, you know, I wanted to make sour beer, or do something different. And we're just not set up to do it and you know i was trying to find a way to distinguish ourselves from every other you know brewery it's like you know and and i love hoppy beers but you know it's like we do our ipa and our pale ale and our black ipa and on and on Um, we have our stout and our you know everything's kind of just straightforward um and we were not set up to do sour beers and which i which i wanted to do but it's like you know i wanted something different and so um we were doing you know things with our ale yeast that Probably didn't matter. You know, we're doing cell counts on the yeast slurry and viability counts. We're pitching by weight based on the cell counts of the slurry, and we have metered oxygen and you know, all of these things that really, really matter for fermentation, mm-hmm. uh, sort of don't really matter for Cal. I mean, you can miss by a lot on a lot of those parameters and still make good beer. Okay. So I thought, what the hell, we'll make some lagers, um, and we'll try and showcase, you know, the things that we're actually doing. Um, and so this was, uh, this was actually the first lager that we had made and it was the BSI 3470, the classic Weinstefan, uh, German lager strain. Okay. And, um. Yeah, so this was the this was actually the first one in a series of loggers that we had done
2: um, with that yeast or with, just uh, uh, in, in general in, in general, okay, and,
6: and with that yeast. So this was like a first gen pitch. Um, and we we took this one and then we repitched it into a uh, pilsner and then we're we took our blonde that has always been an ale and we're actually making it as a traditional Munich Hellas now. Nice.
2: How did that come out?
6: Uh, that came out real well. Uh, and, and so you know you were asking about mash temp. Yeah. A lot of this was kind of just a shot in the dark to begin with. Um, I, I didn't want it so dry. I wanted it to have a little meat on the bone. Um, so we mashed this one at 154. Um, tasting it now i could probably i probably dry it out a little bit next time okay um it's 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 still really good uh, but uh you know the it, it's a little rich you know it's that whole thing where you get it it's cold and it's fresh you know your glass is full and it's and it's perfect yeah and you get halfway down it warms up a little bit um and then it's you know a little a little too, a little too much meat on the bone um, for me for that second half of the glass. So
2: it is rich. I will give you that, but it's also I, I think what you're saying about the beginning of the glass. That's also what I think people like about it. Yeah, they taste <laughs> yeah. that and they go, oh, so that's what craft yeah. beer could be like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really nice. I could see maybe after the second pint, I might feel that it's a little too rich. Mm-hmm. So okay, so if you dry it out a little bit,
6: so yeah, we'll probably dry it out the the second time around. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did mash – we mashed this one at 154. Okay. Um, we were shooting for about 2, 7, you know, 2, 6 uh, finishing gravity. It finished up around 3.
2: Okay. So. Got it. And uh, temperature of the fermentation?
6: So it's kind of an interesting story. Um, we, uh, we we transferred to the fermenter at 48. Uh, we pitch in line. Um, and on our repitches, this one just went in the top of the fermenter. Um but uh, we didn't have an, a way to get it down to 48 degrees. And so uh, we used the technique that I had used for our Berliner Weiss. Um, You know, we And I'll get into that a little bit later if we taste that. But
2: Why couldn't you – you didn't have enough uh, power in the glycol system to get it down? I don't understand why you couldn't get so, it.
6: So we have a two-series heat exchanger where we have city water that knocks it down initially. Okay. And then a really small um, – you know, it's probably a 15-plate heat exchanger that runs glycol through it. Um, okay. And so we can only, if we have the water all the way open with city water.
2: I'm sorry. So, I, yeah, I'm asking. So, you mean at knockout is, yes. is where you couldn't get it down to Fort? Okay. Now yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah, because, you know, I, I really wanted to make sure that we're going in. I, I didn't want to knock it down in the tank. I didn't want to pitch now the I yeast understand. and oxygenate and then, you know, and wait, it, you, hurt, well, hurt. And knock it down in the tank. I, I wanted that yeast to to acclimate at the fermentation temperature. Got it. Okay. You know, uh, and right. a, and it's something I had talked to you know several people about, and something I really wanted to make sure that we did. I didn't want to go in at sixty and then have that yeast start to you know, act you know, go through its lag phase and then growth phase while Being it's chill. cooling down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, well, but with the first one, you could have just waited to dump it in. Yeah, but then the oxygen uh oxygen comes out of solution pretty quickly. Yeah. So that you know, that you're we're aerating in line as it goes to the tank. And if we, you know, aerate and then wait to pitch, yeah. what's the deal? Well you in could that?
7: have waited to aerate also, right?
6: But we aerate well, with a T in line. So don't, how are you yeah. gonna aerate beer that's in a tank yeah. unless you run it through Either a pump the bottom. and then Warren, you've got <laughs> a fucking brain, use it. Okay? Yeah. Run. It's
9: a measured oxygenation. In line, in yeah, the tank and you're be- getting
6: you're getting a so right. And, and part of the you know part of what I think is really important on these lager fermentations is the metered oxygen. So we're mm-hmm. we have, we're we're traveling we're traveling at a you know constant flow rate uh, through you know at, at at a at a certain volume per minute. And we can measure the amount of oxygen so that we can get uh, an assumed, you know, uh, part per million of dissolved oxygen.
7: Yeah. Well, consistent. Right. And so it if could, we just yeah. have
6: like a stone plugged into a tank that's full, that's like a homebrew method. It's like sticking yeah. the wand yeah. in and you're just like counting. And, you know, who knows what you get? You
2: know? I don't even know. And sometimes I sneeze and uh, <laughs> yeah. then I contaminate thing. <laughs> it's a whole mess. Uh,
9: well, I, 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 I often have to chill uh, my beers to fermentation temperature in, in the fermenter space. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the frustrating things about what I do is I'm that Getting a consistent oxygenation rate,
2: and you know, Doc's always come in here, and this is not advice for you. This is advice yeah. for us homebrewers. <laughs> He's always said, "Hey, when I do loggers, you know, I'll, I'll oxygenate and then and then I'll pitch, and then I'll typically uh, oxygenate again the following morning because it's almost never has had started at yeah. you know active yeah. fermentation, and it's almost never enough. Uh, so I see what you're saying here. It was measured, and you knew exactly what was in it. So, yeah, so it was, you wanted fermentation to start then,
6: yeah. And it was important for us to go into the fermenter from the Whirlpool at, you know, as close to 48 as I could get it. And uh, so you what'd know, you do? So the way we worked around that is we, you know, built this crazy rig uh, and uh, basically went through the heat exchanger to the tank, you know, with a T and then back into the kettle. And so everything that's this big loop oh. that's connected, yeah, and we just we knock out and immediately start cooling the wort through the heat exchanger back through the whirlpool. Got it. And we'll run that for ten minutes, and then uh, and then do five minutes of like a regular whirlpool spin to get a good spin on it, and then rest for ten minutes. And then from there, we, we've knocked the tank down, or the, the Whirlpool, from 212 to one I eighty nine. Still a
9: pasteurization.
6: And still, yeah, still well above any yeah. any any problematic, you know, temperature. Sure. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's still sitting at 190. And we had done the whole sanitation through the whole wort line. Okay. Um, and so we're sitting at 189, 190. Um, and then from there, we actually started pumping in the tank right at 48.
2: Clever thinking.
6: And so, yeah, it worked It worked really well. Actually.
2: It's like in the homebrew system, it's like doing the double wort chiller. Totally, yeah, we yeah, the little
6: pre-chiller, yeah. yeah
2: pre chill exactly. Which I, which that I totally was your pre chill. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you got it down to that and then now you're at your uh, forty eight you said, right? That's where you <laughs> that's where you want to be. And you let it ferment there, what, for a couple of days do you let it free rise or what do you do?
6: Uh yeah, we set the jackets to fifty two uh from forty eight um and then let it free rise to there and then just hold it. Um we'll hold it there until I don't have the notes on it. I sort of um I think I, you know, I I just kind of arbitrarily picked. Okay, this seems reasonable. Uh, but we went up to fifty four, I think, by the time it was about halfway through, and then up to fifty six the next day, and then just went up to sixty the day after that. When it was up to, you know, it was down to uh, about four or five Plato or so, we went up to sixty. Okay, um, and just let it let it sort of finish out there um, from terminal gravity. Give it about four days. Um, to sit at that temperature just make sure any diastole or anything any of that other stuff's cleaned up yeah um and then just crash it to 33 and, and and let it sit there for about three more weeks
2: three weeks okay i think it came out great well thank you that's a good beer and you filter it after
6: uh we do not filter any of our beers wow actually. it's um,
2: it's really bright
6: yeah it is uh we we biofine in the in the fermenter um and we've had we've had a lot of success with that uh yeah, our, our beer looks looks filtered. The only time that you'll, you know, uh, the beer that we make uh, that's that's hoppy that is like a week or two old, it'll yeah. have a little bit of a haze on it. Um, but even that stuff usually drops clear in about two weeks in the bright tank. So okay, but yeah.
7: When in the fermentation profile are you harvesting yeast for the next generation on the loggers? Yeah, uh,
6: we we'll, we we were shooting to harvest on day ten. Um, uh, it's gone a little longer than that now. We were getting uh, we weren't getting real good crops on day ten. And so uh, we were we were getting it up to sixty, usually by you know day six or so, and then we were letting it finish out. um, Wait till we wait till like day nine or ten, and then crash it uh, five degrees down to fifty five, just to help promote a little bit of that uh, flocculation. Yeah. Um, And so yeah, we we're harvesting on like day eleven or twelve right now.
7: Okay, so you do a a stop at mid fifties. For pulling the pitch before going all the way down to the 33?
6: Uh, yeah, in fact, usually it, it hits 60, it hits terminal gravity. We'll crash it to 55 just to crop the yeast, then I'll go back up to 60 for another day or two. Oh, okay. Just to kind of let it make sure it just, we don't have, you know, at Firestone, we had a, a GC, a gas chromatograph to test for uh, uh, diacetyl and VDKs. Um, everybody I,
2: doesn't have those? No, not,
6: not everybody has those. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, what I, you know, I just kind of do a lot of what, uh, you know the decisions I make are are based a lot on you know the the norms that I've seen you know just um mm-hmm. with their equipment sure. and so four days is at that temperature is usually enough to to clean that stuff up um so yeah, I just raised the temp for another couple of days and then and then crash all the way to thirty three
2: okay all right, the beer's good, we got more to try. I have to pee, so we're gonna take a break. How's that sound?
6: <laughs> I agree. I have to watch
0: the uh, Star Wars trailer. Oh. the internet.
2: We're gonna take a quick break when we come back more from Central Coast Brewing and their wonderful beer. Hang in there it's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the brewcasters the Brewcasters on the
1: Brewing Network. use is your ticket to enter visit danstar for the details and to print your official entry form there's no limit on the number of times you can enter so get brewing with danstar and get your entries into the danstar 2016 beer school contest whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing enter at danstar and get the dry yeast advantage with Lallemand and danstar premium brewing yeast and enter to win
0: Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian.
1: Oh, man, this guy needs to get some Grog Tags. Grog Tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. GrogTag. At least your beer will look good. grogtag.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like G Magazine, in print and online, plus the G app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers to together. Become a member today. It costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more. Visit homebrewersassociation.org. That's
0: it. I'm
2: Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. You're welcome. Hey, don't forget, if you are looking to spice things up in the bedroom. Watch the new
1: Star Wars trailer that just was online. It's amazing.
2: Now, for some of you, that will do that. I, I have no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Hold on, Justin. Mom, so, mom. Uh, yeah. Plug your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's or true. I should, I should give all guests warning. Anybody that you've told to tune in can tune out now. Um, uh, just, you know, a great sponsor of ours, AdamandEve.com. If you're looking to buy uh, naughty things to spice up your life, go to AdamandEve.com. You don't have to go to that weird store down the street, uh, you know, that your mom used to have to go to, for yeah. example. Uh, now you can go to, uh, you just go online. Go to AdamandEve.com, and it's a special deal. Uh, just use coupon code Army. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. You get uh, 50% off just about any uh, one item. You get free shipping. You get 10 DVDs. You get a gift for her, you get a gift for him, you get a gift for you both. What the hell more could you could you really a ask for? It's a lot. Use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Go to adamandeve.com. You know what? They've been a longtime sponsor of ours. We've had a lot of fun uh, with their ads over the years, uh, which is probably worth its its weight in gold uh, as it is. But um, they're, they're a longtime sponsor. You should support them. And let's be honest. You buy these things anyway. So go to adamandeve.com and, and buy them through us using coupon code BNARMY. It's a great way to support them. Brewing Network and do what you were going to do anyway.
0: And really, it's yeah. an easy way to get a free Christmas
2: gift shopping. <laughs> well, that's yeah, true. If you think about it, you can give one of those, that's 10 d- gifts right there just in the DVDs. For free. I mean, Brendan, how many friends do you have that would love to get an a, 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 a yeah. X rated DVD? Yeah, yeah uh, knocking on for, your back door for Christmas. Christmas. All of them. Great All, yeah. Every friend I have. Yeah.
7: Great stocking stuffers.
2: <laughs> Great stocking stuffers. Plus, volume nine.
6: I've yep. seen that yes. one. It's really yeah. good. Holiday edition. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Plus the gifts. I mean, you. Uh, yeah.
6: anyway. gifts to keep on
2: giving. AdamandEve.com, ladies and gentlemen. I think it holds lots of socks, too. Coupon code BNARMY. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we're still talking to Brendan here. we got some more beer in our glass. And I do want to get through a little more of your beer. Uh, so let's start with beer, and we'll get back to the story of Central Coast here in, in a second. Which is, is it in San Luis Obispo? It
6: brewery? is in San Luis Obispo, yep. Right there. In, okay. Which is, by the way, a great
2: place to live mm-hmm. and to go to and, and now to stop in for award-winning beer. So, what is the pink beer in my glass?
6: Oh, that's a grapefruit juice. <clears throat> Thought so. I'm just I haven't, I haven't <laughs> tasted it yet. It's like I, just, I like to do that
5: every now and then. <laughs> yeah, the next beer right. will be up in a minute. Uh,
2: Remember, we had that brewery in here that gave me coffee, and I was like, wow, that's a weird coffee stout. <laughs> that was Tyler. Liberty, huh? Yeah, Liberty." And they're, like, libertine. Yeah, libertine. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, no, it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. This coffee stout is amazing. This yeah. is the
0: best one yeah. that I've ever had. And it's
2: so much like
6: coffee. <laughs> and it's it's
5: still, but it really works for this particular beer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah kind of warm.
2: But it's coffee. Uh, all right, what is this beer?
6: Uh, this is our uh, raspberry a la tart, which is a, a Berliner Weiss that we kettle sour and then add uh, oodles and oodles of raspberry puree to. Oh, yeah. That's good. So it's it's clean acidity. It's not funky. You know, it's got that bright raspberry. Uh, there's a ton of fruit character. Um, and it's not overly sour. It's, a, it's something that, you know, I want it to be approachable that um, people who maybe haven't had a lot of sour beer um, could still enjoy.
2: What size glass do you serve this in at the taproom?
6: Uh, we we should serve it in a bigger glass. Huge. Though. Like yeah. a pitcher?
2: It, <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. pitcher. Yeah. This is a refreshing, <laughs> chugging beer. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard me talk about this uh, where I say, like, oh, sour beer used to, you know, in the old country. Uh, like, you drink it. You don't sip it. We sip it because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And yours is probably expensive to make, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... It this should be at least in a pint. <laughs> yeah. It's so good and refreshing.
6: Um, honestly, we we were going to serve it in pints, and uh, it's a, it's actually a breast cancer fundraiser beer for us. Nice. Um, and because uh, we weren't going to do it on happy hour, uh, there was some confusion because we have all over our brewery. You know, we do two dollar uh, off pints for happy hour. Wow, so we got a good happy hour. God bless you. And uh, because of that, it was like, yeah, okay, every uh, two, $2 off every pint yeah, except for this one, right? And so that's hard to communicate to customers. But if you don't sell it in a pint, okay. then, it's, then it, it was just – one. And, and, and for us, we were going to do a dollar um, from every pint sold, and it just made it – well, shit, we'll just do half pints, and then we're actually raising twice as much money anyways. Okay, so, nice. Um, next time, if, when we don't do it as a fundraiser beer – um, you know, we'll we'll go pint like leader glasses. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just my recommendation because it's one of those beers that you like, don't want to sip, right? Like that's a drinker.
6: Yeah, I put a I put a keg on at my house, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's like lemonade. It's like you, you like take that first sip, and like you know, there's a little bit of acidity coming, so you just like it's like you just crush, 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 yeah. and then like you stop about seven sips later, and then your face does the little. Catches you know, up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you go for the big swigs on that one.
2: How do you make a good Berliner rice? This is really nice.
6: So we do that, uh we kettle sour that one. We we mash it as normal, um and we, we run it off, we louder it. You know, there's some potentially weird stuff in the pipes and, and the grant and all that. And so uh we bring it up to one hundred eighty to pasteurize it and just kinda start from ground zero. Okay. Um and then where I got my little uh technique for cooling down loggers before we actually cool them in. Um, We run it through the heat exchanger after pasteurizing it back into the kettle. Okay. And so we do that until the kettle's down to 120. Um, And we actually use um, uh, uh, just uncrushed grain to sour it. Um, And there's a (laughs) lot of things that live on grain. Yeah. Um, you know lactobrevis is the one that we're really looking for to do the souring um and there's a lot of other stuff that can potentially you know spoil your beer uh so you know the the parameters that you really want to be careful of you want you want to make sure your pH is at about 4.5 or lower okay um starting in the kettle so we'll we'll use the food grade phosphoric acid to acidify the um the wort um the by lowering that pH to 4.5 you're Um, you're really, you know, uh, preventing the growth of some bad bacteria. Okay. Um, And uh, uh, also by keeping the temp at 120 and not letting it dive down too much further than that, you're also um, preventing some some bad bacteria stuff. Um, And uh, the third thing that you do is you want to flood the kettle headspace with CO2. And so by lowering the pH and keeping the temperature above 120 and then making sure that it's an anaerobic environment, um, you can get a good, clean, sour acidity from even you know the stuff that lives on grain
2: so, so what do you, do you have 15 barrel system is that what you said I uh, what it's you like had.
6: 18 barrel kettle 18. full we have 220 we have 20 barrel fermenters so we, we run it as a 10 barrel system you can get 15 out of it but we usually do 10, 10. barrel Two ten 10 barrel batches. so
2: How much grain? So you said it's uncrushed. It's like a bag of grain. You're just taking whole kernel grain. How much are you throwing in there to do this?
6: Uh, We did about a half pound, a little over half pound per barrel. So uh, it it was a 12 barrel batch that we threw about uh, seven or eight pounds of uh, uncrushed. We used Munich malt just because it, you know, German felt right. And you just throw it right in the kettle. Uh, we had a like a like a like one of those homebrew kinda nylon bags. Oh yeah. Okay. Um and then we tied some fishing line around it. Um and I boiled the sack ahead of time. It's like I know we're souring the thing. But I wanted the only introduction mm-hmm. of um, of microorganisms to be whatever the hell it is on the grain. On the grain. Um, so, yeah, I just put it in the sack, dunked it in the kettle. Um,
2: so it doesn't take much because that doesn't seem like a whole lot. No. It, yeah.
6: yeah, it does not take much. Uh, and it soured, for the most part, um, in a little over a day. It by, Within 36 hours – uh, it was down to you know 3.46 ph
2: okay so that's how you measure it or not by taste you don't go all right i taste some sour this is where i want it you you measure it
6: i think both i mean i pulled it out i, I took a ph sample um, and i also tasted it and, mm-hmm. and you can start to taste it it's it's really odd when all the wort sugar is there and it's there's not alcohol in it yeah it's this kind of weird like lemonade malt Tasting thing, it's yeah. I kinda, find it hard to tell yeah, like kinda, what I want. It's kind of weird, but we had done this beer without the raspberries before, and the the acidity was pretty spot on when we did that. And so I I had a reference point that I knew was going to work, uh, you know, and then would allow us to layer in that fruit.
2: Okay. And then you you heat it up again at that point to to stop everything. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we just
6: wait for the pH and the and the and the taste to be right. And there, you know, it's it's more it's more complicated than just pH. There are there are other things going on. That's the only thing I have the ability to test for, though. I see. So I just use I use my pH meter and my and my palate just to just to wait until it's right, um, and then uh, yeah, we'll bring it up. Uh, the, when we did the raw Berliner Weiss with no um, with no fruit in it, we had actually not boiled it, mm-hmm. uh, so we brought it up to one eighty, let it stand for about thirty minutes, uh, threw a little bit of hops in there, uh, and then just cooled it in. I swore I got some DMS on that beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had it, I actually sent it up to the lab uh, at Firestone and, and had one of my buddies up there test it for me. And it was below threshold, but whatever, you know, maybe it was some other compound I was confusing with DMS, but um, I just went ahead and boiled this one. Okay. So we boiled it for a full hour, um, added 60 minute hops like we normally would, kept it at about 5 IBU, um, and then just fermented it out with Cal Ale and uh, pitched. Uh, Lots of raspberry puree into it <laughs> at
2: the end of fermentation in the beginning. Yeah, or, uh, uh, okay. yeah
6: about a, about a degree Plato above terminal. Okay. Yeah. And they so co- what is lots? Uh, we <laughs> we did we did just under a pound per gallon. Whoa, okay. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a lot. And, you know, it's, it was a, it was about a three hundred gallon batch, and uh, you know it comes. We got it from Oregon Fruit Puree, uh, Oregon Fruit Products, and 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 they come in these fifty pound like mylar bags hmm. with a little pour mm-hmm. spout. And so if you can imagine being on a ladder 10 feet up, you know, trying to, trying to take this bag with a spout on it and, get it like get the spout stuffed in and <sighs> hold the hold the bag it was a it was a nightmare i missed on two of the four bags like going into the spout wow and i've got you know i've got co2 on the spray ball so it's like blasting co2 out of the hole while i'm adding this stuff and it, yeah i was covered in raspberry it was raspberry all over the tank yeah. ultimately i most of it got into the fermenter we
2: think what's that extra bag you know what was that celeste i said i wanted
10: I wanted pink, and he gave me pink. There you
5: go. That he did.
2: Yeah, so
6: this, uh, hey oh.
5: Uh, <laughs> you.
10: Oh.
5: you give him pink, he gives you pink.
10: Can,
2: can I ask you this? And, and you don't have to answer, but I do think that consumers are always wondering why beers like this are more expensive. Like, what does it really cost to a brewer? to do? How much was just that fruit?
6: So the fruit roughly? was about $600.
2: Just 600 bucks in fruit. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
6: which is the equivalent about of our double IPA dry hop. Okay. So, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it is a significant sure. uh, amount of money. And it, it occupies two days in the kettle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the quick side our beer. I mean, this is going to be on the cheaper end of. It. It's not a lambic or a, yeah. you know, something that's aged for a year in, in <laughs> barrels. So you can't
2: brew anything else. Like you really have to plan yeah. for this one. Yeah,
6: and we keep the CO two. Uh, we put a CO two nipple on the uh, on the kettle, and we we leave it running overnight. Wow. Okay. And so just cracked in there. It's not running real fast, but it's running. And CO two isn't cheap either. No,
2: CO two is expensive. You know? Even uh, at a tap house, CO two yeah. is expensive. <laughs> yeah. So never mind there.
6: And I, you know, I was at, at first, I was wondering, well, is this really going to work? I'm going to crack it in. It's just going to vent out the top. You know, I know it's heavier than oxygen, but you know, I don't know if it's really gonna work. So I cracked it in there. I remember going in the next day and like opening the manway and like about got knocked out. I was like, yeah, okay, that that's <laughs> there's oxygen in there for yeah, me. Working. No, that, worked. Yeah, that worked.
2: I know what that's like. I tried to take a whip at once and it was uh, <laughs> it was a CO two cartridge. It hurts. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you gotta be careful.
6: Um, You'll die. Yeah, um the, the big the big you know story of this beer is that uh, it came about because we had done the Berliner Weiss before, and uh, Celeste, my lovely girlfriend over here, had a, had a had a great idea to do a breast cancer fundraiser, mm-hmm. and so we were trying to kind of think of different things to do. And I'm I'm so busy. I'm like, God, I can't worry about coordinating any of this. You know, she's like, I'll do it. You know, just can you make me a pink beer? I was like, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so you know, we had already made this beer before. I thought it was a great base for to add some fruit to. Um, and we will, uh, you know, we'll end up donating, you know, probably close to four or $5,000 to wow. uh, a local uh, organization who, who, you know, they don't, it's not a research foundation. Uh, it's the Cancer Support Community in Pastor Robles. And they work with local um, people who are suffering to mm-hmm. help them with their, you know, their grocery bill and their child care. Sure. And actually help them. That's awesome. It, yeah. And it, yeah. it's not just like some... And, and listen, the national foundations that are raising money for research, that those are important too. We of course. We just wanted to do something in our community.
2: Well, so. and there's a lot of different ways that you can support. So that's a great one. Yeah. So,
6: yeah. Wow. And that's a lot of
2: money. So thanks yeah. for doing that. That's yeah. very cool. Uh, all right. Well, and, and then the beer is really, also good. really yeah, good. that's also too, good. Yeah. So, <laughs>
6: uh, all right. Which one do you want to do next? Um. Well, uh, we did the pale last week. and we, we Yeah, we don't it. have
5: to do
2: the pale because we covered it, and then we talked about it again when we had it on tap oh, okay. uh, after that, too. Well,
7: <laughs> we can drink it. Uh, we,
2: we, can drink to it. Yeah, it. we can talk about it.
6: Why don't we drink it after the show? Uh, there don't we, don't we go. grab yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Which the Black IPA? What's the way? uh, oh, uh R-Y. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, the, uh, I'm sorry. Guys, <laughs> grab the pale ale, please. <laughs> <laughs> do a brother salt.
2: Well, uh, how about while we're waiting on that just quickly, because I have the stout in my glass, tell us about this beer. What's it called?
6: The stout is our Center Creek Stout, and uh, that's actually an old recipe that me and Aaron Swink, who is uh, one of the other guys at Central Coast, who's been there for a long time and is kind of my co-middle uh, management uh, at, at the brewery. Um, he,
2: uh, <laughs> co-middle, co-middle management. management. It, take, it takes two people to middle manage <laughs> I mean, at your yeah. brewery? Well, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy lot at of Central bureaucracy. Coast uh, yeah. Brewing Company. Yeah,
6: we have... a. Uh, uh, Seven managers and and nobody else. That's, yeah. that's actually, okay. We have. Oh, yeah. he has, he I was, was going to
0: say all of right. the coffee filters. Right.
6: How many times do I have to tell you?
2: To we have both? eight employees and seven <laughs> managers. The, the one is not a manager; and a the janitor. other guy hates
6: everybody else. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I have
0: seven bosses.
6: But this is a this is a recipe <laughs> that me and him had kind of formulated before I had left for Firestone, um, and uh, it, it's it's you know not proprietary uh, of Firestone. They don't yeah, own is, it because you is,
5: created it while real. you were working with them. <laughs> create everything you do right,
6: while right, you
2: right, work right, there.
8: Right,
5: yeah. Did
2: you measure everything the pH of your after, urine? Yeah.
5: So I've, I've got no R-Y back there. I guessed and grabbed S-T. No R-Y. Stout. Huh. Okay, that's the
6: stout. So I, got he- yes, I, got I, I got an
5: MS and I got a twenty three.
6: Oh, that's the one. I'm sorry, MS? I'm a total dick. Yeah. It's an eighteen percent stout. Yeah, it's
0: oh, a twenty three. Shit, is it really eighteen percent? I don't know. <laughs>
6: here, why don't you bring the stout for JP? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can just might drink as well that leave it. Re- here. Well, we're about it.
0: to talk about it anyway. Drink that off here. So.
6: Yeah, let's just drink that. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's
2: really good. JP, pour yourself some.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's sixty five percent. it, two row.
2: So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you done?
6: No. (laughs) No,
0: but I will will stop.
6: I will try. Uh, It's a 65% two-row, 7% crystal 20, 2% 120, uh, 10% flaked oats, uh, 11% chocolate malt, uh, 3.5% roast barley, and 1% carafa 3. So the things I think that are kind of of note there is that there's a lot of chocolate in a it. A lot of chocolate. A lot of chocolate. We Love chocolate malt. What
2: yeah. would be a more average ad- uh, to a stout addition of chocolate somewhere Probably in like three, the three to five? Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You've gone eleven.
6: Yeah, we go eleven, and, and it's a, and it's the dark. Uh, you know, it's the English uh, chocolate malt. So, okay. Um, you know, we're using uh, Simpsons Simpsons chocolate malt, and it's a, it's the it's the you know, and what we're looking to get out of that is. Because that English chocolate malt is pretty close to roasted barley, mm-hmm. uh, but it does have those kind of fudgy notes with it. And yeah. so, um, we wanted something with a with a you know a nice coffee note to it, but that also was kind of very fudgy in the middle too. So,
2: I think it has chocolate notes without a, a lot of the acrid or chalky flavor of what roasted malt would have, right, would heavy roast have. So I feel like you get the components without some of the bad uh, parts, like chalk.
6: Yeah, and that that is certainly the the goal with that, you know, to make something that has the coffee flavor that's not like an ashtray.
2: Yeah. No, I think you achieved that. It is very rich, again. uh, Yes, absolutely. Like you kind of said your Vienna was too, but... I feel like if I'm going to go first out, I want it to be should big. Be rich. Yeah. I think so too. If I'm going to go for it, I want it to be big like that. Yeah. yeah,
6: and most of our, you know, and you've had you're you're drinking a lot of the the beers that are more rich for us. Uh, our IPAs are are much lighter and brighter, and, and we go yeah. you know, pretty low mash temps and you know sulfate in the water and. Um, but the malt forward beers, yeah, let them be what they are. You know?
2: But maybe that's exactly what I mean. Typically, I would order, I order the lighter and the brighter, and I go for the drier beers. So you know, you're always going to find me drinking a pale ale. But on the occasion that I'm going to go for something like a stout or a porter, it's because I want it rich, in that mood, yeah. I, and I want something with a ton of flavor like that. And chocolate is a better flavor to me than, like I said, some of the roast stuff. So yeah. this is right up my alley.
0: I think it's a, a, a very uh, uh, you know, modern approach to, to stouts. I think in the nineties that acrid those acrid malts really dominated stouts. They ruled kind of this is what this is what it
2: they is. They should. But, okay. Yeah.
0: And then now I think people have realized that they can be more than that. And I think the popularity of these chocolate malts and pale chocolate and all these kind of lighter yeah. uh, but darker roasted but without that acid. Yep. Um have really changed what what people's perception of stouts are
2: i think you're right and i think this is the this is one of those beers you give to the i hate dark beer people yeah and they go oh i had no idea that it could taste like that so yeah that's an i hate you should name it i hate dark beer
6: Yeah, segueing into our uh, black rye ipa uh, which is uh you, oh, know, you an- found it another is that, yeah, it's a, yeah i believe that's, that's that right. one uh that's a, that's certainly another um if you like hoppy beers like oh, I don't like dark beers you know this and we've been working uh you know over the course of the year since I've been back there to kind of minimize that ashy character mm-hmm. and so this has a big juicy hop profile um and the, the that 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 you know kind of ashy coffee thing is pretty minimal mm-hmm. on it
2: Oh, you have to make people smell this beer with their eyes closed. You have to not let them see the color of yeah, it they, when they smell no idea, yeah. it. They would never guess that it's a, a black beer. You have to take a microphone. Mic if you're beer. gonna grab the mic, so let you just. Yeah. When
10: people tell me that they were were at a uh, you know a beer tasting event of some sort, and people say, "Oh, I don't like dark beer," I go. Taste this one, yeah. And I literally say, close your eyes and drink it because it will change. It's a gateway beer. Yeah,
2: I could see that. Well, so I haven't even tasted it yet. I just went right for the aroma because as I brought it to my face, the aroma <laughs> so just close sort your of eyes. came. And close then, your eyes, but what I'm saying first is that you definitely give this to people. Then just make them smell it. Uh, all right, so now I'm going to taste and keep telling us about the beer, if you would.
6: Uh, but yeah, this is. Uh let me get the recipe out here.
2: Kind of, very little roast. What's the And now thing? this isn't a Cascadian Dark Ale. What's that? <laughs> I thought so.
5: <laughs> I like that you brought the recipes in on actual paper yeah. and you shuffled These, them in front oh of the mic. Man. It's like an old school oh, news yeah. broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. I love this it. just, it's
2: just it. It. Very <laughs> authentic. Yeah.
6: <laughs> did you
2: the did you enter this beer into the Great American Beer Festival?
6: Uh, we did uh, actually. Did you get this, your score sheets back? We have not got them back yet, but this is one that uh, we should was, have played. Guess the score. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, next time. Uh, but is great. We actually had a little bit of a problem with the GBf patch on this one. Um, we didn't have the the malts that we normally use with it. Uh, we we typically blend uh, Black Prince and Carafa, and we add them at sparge, and so we'll do our regular mash, uh, and then um, after we mash in, we'll we'll. Add the caraffa and the Black Prince and chase it with about 20 pounds of two-row through the auger just to get it all up there and then wait till sparge and then add it all. Um, now, we were out of uh, caraffa for the, for the GABF batch, hmm. and we thought, well, Black Prince, it's color rated the same. It should, you know, shouldn't be too big of a difference. And so we made the beer, and it came out, and it was, it was like a real dark red ale.
2: Okay, and so this is the it American, was different. Yeah,
6: American Black Ale category, and just like it, just didn't have the color. And we don't have the sheets back, so we don't know the comments on it. But I mean, this is a pretty true Black IPA.
2: This is the best Black IPA I've ever had.
6: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking around. <laughs>
8: well,
2: not,
6: now, you know, I'll, I'll, I, in, you know I'm
2: going to go out. I'm yeah. going to say I'm also not the biggest had. fan yeah, of yeah, yeah. Black IPAs, but I would drink pine after pine of this. It's yeah. really nice. It's wow. like around. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. I'll try it. I'll it's try it. it's right
7: there i think it's a very it has a lot of bright
2: characteristics it's not bitter at all uh i'm really curious about your blend of hops because they work together perfectly it's very tropical
6: yeah
2: um but without some of the things like a suntan lotion that happens sometimes (laughs) uh i love this beer
6: yeah it's a good one uh and it's very very popular in our tasting room i bet black Um, ipas
2: are, are weird man because they say you shouldn't be
0: roasty but okay, inevitably, yeah. they're always that's their problem. Way they're always too, too roasty because people yeah. can't figure it out. It's one of those things I think that people want to make just to
6: make it, and they don't
0: know what the fuck they're doing.
1: Yeah,
6: but apparently, <laughs> you can deal with uh, acrid dark, dark mold. mold. Yeah. You, well, well, you need and, enough of it to make the color right. Yeah, and you but, have to try and minimize the flavor impact uh, enough to, uh, you know keep that at bay as much as you can. Yeah. you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm okay with a little dark malt character and flavor in the beer. It just, it has to be like kind of layered in there on the underside. You know, it can't be that big out front. And, and we, we struggled with that for a while with this beer. And we sort of, you know, messed around. Well, let's add half of it at sparge. Let's add, you know, because you're trying to get the color right. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually we just tried adding it all at sparge. We, to, we had to up the amount a little bit. It's about uh, 7% total of the, uh, blend of carafa and black prince um, and so it's a fair amount of it in there we just added at sparge and the first time we did that you know it's running off through the grant we're looking at we're like god get dark please like are yeah. looking at the <laughs> right. wort and it looks like a pale. like jesus christ this isn't gonna work and then ev- eventually, halfway through, it just runs black as midnight all the wow. way to the end. You know. Okay. Um, but it's been in there for so li- such little time that you minimize the impact of some of those ashy, acrid notes. I think. I and, think,
2: and I'm probably full of shit, but I think that I can <laughs> taste the the dark malt in this beer. Yeah. So I, the next time you come in, when I've forgotten what this beer tastes like, <laughs> I want us to do a blind drink of like your regular IPA and and this IPA, and make us tell you which one is the black one. Yeah. And I think I can pick this out with. Without it being overly roasty, without it having acrid notes, without it having any of that stuff, I still think I could pick out, oh, yeah, that's got some dark malt I, in it I, I agree that with works you. perfect. Like I said, I'm probably full of shit. But <laughs> no, no. I think this is what I love about this beer is that I can taste it, yet it's not overpowered. it's not yeah. offensive,
6: yeah. And, and I agree with you. You know, it's, I, I've always kind of uh, – Done that in my head, where you taste and you're like, well, if I couldn't see it, but am I just tasting it because I can see it, and do I and I know it's there, or am I like, there's a little flavor impact there, yeah, but it it, it contributes uh, positively, I think,
2: yeah. Um, well, in the end, well, I guess it doesn't matter if it's because we see it or not. You, you taste it either way. Right. What else, if we, we do it blind, it's fun to do it that way to see if we really know the difference. But from a consumer standpoint or just enjoying a beer, if the only reason I tasted dark malt is because I can see it, well, I'm still tasting gym? it, right? It's, yeah. it's part of my experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really good. All right, tell tell us all about this beer. Our listeners should know how to make it.
6: So, yeah, the hops on this are uh, – so almost, almost all of our hoppy beers uh, – when I talked to you on the phone about Monterey Street, it like I gave you the quantity, and it, it kind of took you a second to register the 60-minute edition or the first wort, because it's like a homebrew. You know, number. Okay. Uh, this one is uh, eight ounces of uh, Columbus at sixty. That's
2: right. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and eight
6: the, ounces. The pale ale was. Uh, I said four. It's actually three point four ounces. It's it was like it was just an IBU number. <laughs> like I just rounded to the you know the IBU number. You just throw a handful. Why in.
7: even
2: yeah. is it really doing anything? Uh, it, it helps with the hot. The hot it's the something. Yeah. yeah. It helps with the hot bread. It, yeah. It's It's, it's uh. You okay. Know,
6: I don't know. It does no, that's something.
2: fair enough. If it does something, that's what I want to know because it's really a small amount. All right.
6: It is a small amount. Uh, But, you know, half a pound, it's eight eight ounces of Columbus. It's still probably, I don't have the IBU written in here, but I think it's about, you know, eight or nine IBU. It's just a little something up front. Okay. Um, And as I've mentioned before that uh, our kettle sits hot for a long time. So I sort of have to backload these hoppy beers in order to get the flavor impact that I want uh, without being astringent and overly bitter. I see. Um, So that's, it's really just, you know, knowing your system. Uh, Yeah. If I were making this at home, I'd probably have... Forty IBU at sixty. Okay, you know, and so it's this is just kind of knowing the system and knowing the way that our that our beer comes out on, and it.
2: how long it's going to sit whirlpooling and things like that is what exactly. you're saying. Yep. Okay,
6: mm-hmm. yeah. um, we do uh, five and a half pounds of Chinook at ten minutes, and we are looking to sort of promote the spicy character of the rye and sort of have it. Uh, know have those play off each other and people always come in and they go oh yeah i can really taste the rye i'm like you're full of shit like there's no uh, you the, you know and i'm not maybe i'm wrong but i it's like i think you get more more of the like spiciness if anything from the hops
2: from the chinook
6: yeah and and there's maybe a little mouthfeel from the rye but i it, rye to me has always been more of a kind of a mouthfeel and a texture thing than like a, oh yeah i actually taste the rye bread but sure I don't know. maybe people taste better well
2: bread. it does depend on how much but i, I no. never would have guessed rye in this yeah. beer no <laughs> yeah, yeah no
6: um, and then uh, we don't do anything else until the whirlpool, and uh, it is uh, five, and a, five and a half more pounds of Chinook, uh, and then a blend of a uh, new hop called Eureka and Citra, and we do uh, 2.75 pounds of each. Okay. Um, and then the dry hop, I don't have the cover sheet on me, but I think that one... So Eureka is actually a new hop that we added to this beer. Uh, we, we, we historically have used Columbus to give it a little more of that danky edge, um, and we got some Eureka in and figured that we'd try and kind of substitute it in because the Columbus can be a little bit overbearing at times. Yeah. And, and I would say that it, it, it has worked well in this. Um,
2: you so. should do four beers of this exact recipe, but they're each a different color. They <laughs> yeah. do the same hopping, the same everything. And I think everyone, for one, would think it's a different beer. They would all be. Fucking fantastic to taste. Like, you see, you should do a yellow IPA. You should do a red, like a red ale, like an evil twin style red ale. (laughs) You should do the black ale, like you've already done the black IPA. I don't know what the fourth one is. Whatever. But everything's the same except for the color. And you choose whatever you want to change the colors.
6: They'd all be great. We've got two of those things done. Uh, that, That GABF beer that we brewed of this. Came out, you know, light enough. to oh, wear, right! Already uh, in the tap room, we call it uh, uh, West Coast Red.
2: Okay, nice. <laughs>
6: yeah, and I it's I bet a totally it's still... different beer, but it's also really good. And it yeah. tastes great, right? Yeah, totally.
2: The hop combination is nearly perfect. <laughs> I think that's what I really like about the beer. And then the color part's just for fun, uh, and you get a little bit of flavor, I guess, from whatever you do to change that.
6: Yeah, and, and trying to remember the dry hops on this, uh, it's always a it's it's always been a citra focused uh, dry hop. Okay, uh, and so uh, citra and um, it used to be Columbus. We actually used Eureka in this batch. So it was eleven this is a um uh ten a twelve barrel batch probably took about ten barrels to the fermenter. Um and it was uh five and a half pounds of citra, five and a half pounds of uh uh eureka, and then two and three quarter pound of uh Simcoe, hmm. and I think a little bit of chinook and a lot of time you know, and people people sometimes come like, Oh, I heard you were changing the recipe of that beer. It's like honestly, our beer is almost a little bit different every time we mm-hmm. brew it. Okay. Um, you know, we're a small brewery and we don't have the um the buying power of, you know, the big guys to go, Oh, we're ta- we're taking this whole lot, you know, that's awesome. It's like sometimes we you know, we <laughs> yeah. order Chinook and we get a couple, you know, we'll order five boxes of we open up like, fuck. Okay. Uh well, okay, this isn't going in the dry hop. So yeah. what, what do we got, you know?
2: You're try- not high high new nitas, so you can't buy <laughs> yeah, a whole lot. Exactly. Uh, uh, we try
6: to keep the spirit of the beer as close to we can. Um, but ultimately tr- we'd rather make good beer than the same recipe. I see. You know, and so a lot of times some of that stuff changed and I don't have the exact dry hops on here, but that was uh it Ish. was cer- it was certainly it was certainly uh, Citra and certainly Eureka. And then a little bit less of Simcoe and potentially some mosaic or something like that.
2: Would you prefer I say the Eureka sucks so it doesn't become hard to purchase? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
6: really it's a terrible no. because I, terrible I think off. I
7: think the Eureka and the Simcoe make the Citra bearable actually in this beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
6: our and our citra actually is pretty good. You know, in if you if you've used that hop at all, it, you know it, there's a it's hugely variable. Oh, mean, yeah. You can get you can get citra that is just amazing and tropical and lemony and has this fruity and a little bit of a grunge. And then you let it hang on the bo- the bind too long before you pick it, and it's like cat piss, like mm. like you've yeah. never smelled before. Worse okay. than
7: Simcoe even. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. Citra has a huge ver- range of flavor they can get.
2: Okay. Yeah.
6: And from like. The best hop you've ever used to mm-hmm. like pretty close to the worst. It's yeah. It's that variable. You that's
2: know. how J- that's how I feel about JP on the show. He goes from the best co host ever. Yeah.
0: At least I'm not muting my own fucking microphone. <laughs> stupid dummy. The same button all the time. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought that was
2: God. <laughs> hey, he's been doing great. Shh.
5: Leave my peach bowl alone. Brendan, you ever run into Push back from the, the lack of consistency? I mean, I know it's consistently good, but you ever get someone being like, hey, this isn't the beer for... I already know the answer, but... Because uh, people, people really. place a huge emphasis on,
6: on consistency, but how important is it? I would say that the beer is more consistent the way we brew it than if we were to actually do the exact same recipe with hops mm. that were highly variable. Mm. You know, we, tr- we try to shoot for as consistent of a beer as we can with the ingredients that we have sometimes that just means substituting hops out you know sometimes that means dropping chinook and throwing something else in there or th- taking something else out or using le- like but the goal is to make the same beer all the time and I, and I think our you know, we hit that target probably more consistently changing the recipe a lot than if we were just married to actual varieties you know interesting
2: and this beer is just ale too yep the yeah.
6: yeah all our all our house beers are uh, ale except for the loggers
2: at what
7: temperature
6: uh we do it at usually at 68.
7: Oh, yeah, right up at 68. Do you dry hop uh, at fermentation temperature or do you cool it down?
6: Uh we dry hop at fermentation temperature. And that's actually one of the things we've been kind of messing around with is uh um I you know, I was on this whole uh kick of uh doing a little bit of dry hopping during active uh, fermentation and then letting it go for 3 days. Dropping those out, crashing the tank a little bit to dry hop, you know, get some more of that yeast out letting that sit for a couple of days and then dropping all that stuff out. Cause I was doing cell counts on the tanks and I was seeing this, you know, they were up in the thirties and forties after three days of dry hopping mm-hmm. and you crash the tank five degrees, wait two days. And it was like in the single digits. And so I was trying to get, you know, as much impact as I could from the, you know, kind of dry hopping during active fermentation, but then also trying to get something out of the dry hopping without yeast in solution at all. Sure. And, uh, you know, it just, ultimately it just, it takes too long. And okay. so I just started dumping everything in there about a half degree above uh, Play Doh, above terminal, and just being like, well, fuck it. There's a bunch of yeast in solution, but, you know, we'll just see what the final product ends up at. Just use
9: more hops
7: if you need just to. Just use
6: more hops Could- if you need to. And then we're able to turn that tank now, what was, a, you know, a 20 day beer, uh, we can turn it in 14 now.
7: Could you taste a flavor difference? If you if time wasn't a factor, would you still We've do it? We've been doing way? this
6: for about, like, like, basically one bat. Like, we did it on this one, we did it on the last. IPA we made and the, the last IPA that's still in the fermenter. So this is kind of a new experiment thing. But this beer turned out pretty good and that's yeah. what we did on Instagram.
2: <laughs> 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 Brendan, you really think like a brewer. Uh, uh, maybe that sounds silly, but you went to marketing school, not brewing school. But when you, the way you're measuring everything all the way through and you want to know what your cell counts are and you're thinking so much like a, like a brewer instead of just well here's my recipe and, and here's what I'm told to ferment at and I know that Matt said I dry hop like this and and then I'll make pretty good beer, and and that would be true. You'd make pretty good beer, but you're making exceptional beer because you're really thinking like a brewer. You're 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 Constantly measuring
6: tweaking and stuff. And
2: yeah, measuring every part of the process too for a very small brewery, right? Um, right. Uh, you guys don't distribute outside of the area, am I right about that?
6: Yeah, we're just in the county. We're uh, thirty miles. Uh, north and about twenty miles south, and we just keep it. We keep okay. Yeah, with that. But we,
2: you're treating every batch as if it's going across the country. You're really measuring everything.
7: Yeah, you also I, just said that Firestone makes pretty good beer. Uh,
6: you know, they do all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, five times for a little you know, guy. Right. Yeah. 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 He'll never
10: be
2: done. <laughs> You'll never be done learning. Is that what you're saying, Celeste? That he'll never. Uh, you have yeah. to take a microphone if you're going to speak.
10: Sorry, I, I'm the mistress. <laughs> Um, Oh, who's his girlfriend? (laughs) The beer.
2: Okay, got it. So, so
10: when he comes home, I got I gotta go. Where Where are you going? Uh, you know, To the brewery. Back to the brewery. <laughs> and then he comes yeah. home, and I'm like, "I smell her on you."
6: <laughs> <laughs> you were at the brewery, <laughs> you, <laughs> you slut. <laughs> well, that's
5: good. That's good that you can be so open right in front of the beer. Yeah. You know, you
10: know. Here, there's a thi- there's a very important thing yeah. to note about being a brewer's girlfriend or being the girlfriend of a homebrewer or the wife. It doesn't really matter. You know, you you have to kind of be there and support them no matter what. If you want to be with them, you you have to make beer your life. And Brennan can attest to this. And all of my coworkers, I do medical billing, which is not exciting. And uh, I talk to them about beer all the time. And I'm trying to educate my coworkers about yeah. beer and about what GABF is and about what being on the brew- Brewing Network is. We had this conversation earlier. And, um you know, it's you,
2: embarrassing you, is what it is. Well,
10: well, as I was... I told her, this beautiful woman right here behind the glass Bevo. earlier that... Kevin?
2: I, oh, who? Bevo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know,
10: wow. like, si- sitting, in this, sitting in this room with you guys is so surreal. And I know you guys can joke and laugh about this, but the moment I met Brendan... Um, was the moment I started listening to you guys on the radio, and I laugh, and I'm, we were driving down the road, and I'm like, "Can you put the BN on?" I want nice. to oh, it on. and it's like it sounds
2: like we got you laid, brother. Yeah.
10: Well, it's, that's it's how you know an she's an an a keeper. Part of oh, well, our relationship,
2: more of a our facilitator
10: story. is sitting right here next to us. But
2: tasty, tasty. What do you mean he introduced you guys?
10: Well, we we met through Kyle, who now works. Up, works yeah, Kyle, who worked at Firestone <laughs> right, and now yeah, works for Loganitas. He was kind of kind of got the ball rolling, and then. Tasty kind of took the lead on it and, and really made it happen. We, we jokingly call him the facilitator, which is going to be your guys's That's a nicer name beer. than
6: we give him, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, thanks. We, I we need that. Me and Tasty are going I to be a new collaboration re-branding. beer. It's going to be Tasty the facilitator. Nice. That's, that's a pretty. True. That's a great that name beer. for a beer, actually. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah.
10: So the
5: first time that she said that to you in the car, hey, I want to listen to the BN, you must have thought to yourself, man, I've found my mistress. This is the one. Right. Yeah,
10: yeah totally. I, al- I also said, I Love sour beers, and I thought he was going to get down on his knee and propose right Wow! Then and there. Yeah, but, right then But there. honestly, uh, being the girlfriend of a brewer is pretty fucking awesome. Uh huh. And you get free beer. Yeah, a lot of free beer. A lot of uh, nice little beer belly.
2: <laughs> and beer trips and the uh, beer trips yeah, and meeting yeah. you
10: guys has been pretty pretty spectacular. But yeah. you know, I've learned a lot in the past few years. I've learned not to wear perfume.
2: <laughs> oh yeah! More Don't lotion. ruin our beer with perfume. <laughs> no. uh, yeah.
10: Sniff your arm. In it, between, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. No, tell yeah.
2: tell our listeners what that does.
10: So uh, see, I have I have a rule that I've created that you you, you must taste if it's the beer a three times. Uh, do three sips, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in between, you start to kind of your nose gets a little too acclimated to the smell, and so I've taken to sniffing my arm. forearm. Mm-hmm. Which brings my nose kind of back to reality, yeah. and then sure. and it's a
2: it's a it's a beer judge trick too. So yeah.
10: I and you know what's really odd is I just kind of started doing it oh. on my own. Oh, nice! I, I didn't even. But you for, just
2: thought you were a weirdo. She's, she's the chosen one, Marty. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I also have to give a plug here that uh, before we won our uh, our gold medal with our American Pale Ale at the GABF, yeah, uh, it was this girl's favorite beer far and away nice I mean, she it was I mean so I always go- joke that she has the gold medal palette now so I check mean, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. it out anytime I brew anything I just take it to her like how's this one how's Pick the winner how's this one yeah. all right so
2: I do want to talk about your payoff for a second I know I said earlier I don't but I do want to talk about it and and Tasty and I talked about it off air last week when it was on tap and here's why I want to talk about it so you gave us an extremely fresh version uh, of that pale ale, right? Yeah, absolutely. The version that won at GABF was it of the same date, like age range, or was it a more aged version?
6: No. So you have to submit the beers to GABF six weeks in advance. Um, and that beer, it takes. I mean, all, all of our beers. So we don't filter any of our beers. Uh, we add we had biofine uh, in the fermenter, and it. You know, I was I was actually transferring a beer today uh, or yesterday, and. <laughs> You can see, you know, it looks to the to the blind eye. You're just looking at through the sight glass and it it looks it looks clear. And you take a. Well, you're you, blind. You take a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can well, tell there's the beer in the line. when you're blind, yeah. But you, you take a flashlight and you shine it sideways through it, and you see all these. It looks like. You remember Goldschlager had all those disgusting gold flakes in it? Yeah, what do you mean? I disgusting? remember. Disgusting. <laughs> they were beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember last night
2: very clearly.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> disgusting. And you didn't have Goldschlager. <laughs> uh, but you can see all these little, like, these, like reflective particulates floating through it you can't see normally and that stuff you can absolutely taste it okay so even though you know i always uh i always say that you know filtered beer for the most part hoppy beer in my opinion is as good as it ever will be right off the filter um these unfiltered beers that are fine and i was talking to uh, alex at uh, fieldwork about this is that it takes a couple weeks before that beer really settles in and and sort of you know uh uh, just kind of comes into its own. okay. Uh, and I absolutely believe that. And you know that beer we had sent up to you was about four days old.
2: Well, and that's why I wanted to ask, mm-hmm. and not because it wasn't good, because it was very good. Uh, but here's what happened. I was on my way out the door. We were having our uh, GABF winter event that night. Mm-hmm. And I don't stay for any of our events, actually, because who needs to see me drunk more often than they have to, uh, especially the staff? So I was leaving. But somebody reminded me. They said, hey, dude, the, the best pale ale in America is on tap. So I stopped. <laughs> And I and I ordered a pint and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a very, it was a great payload.
8: But well, it, <laughs> <not>, yeah.
2: <laughs> it just it was it was rough around the edges was the problem i could tell that it was a a a wonderful beer i could tell that the recipe was done right i could tell that it was brewed right it needed but it had a lot of sharp edges i don't know how else to explain it. i feel like that's a shitty description but it had a lot of sharp edges absolutely and and i ended up talking to tasty about it a week later because it was bothering me that uh (laughs) it was bothering me because i know you're a good brewer the first in fact when we met at firestone you gave me a beer and i instantly invited you to bna 10 right (laughs) because i thought well this is this great beer, yep. so I and then here it was it it beat out one of the largest categories in in the Great American Beer Festival. So it was bothering me that my palate s- saw it as as rough around the edges. So I talked to Tasty about it, and he had said he, he spoke to you, and it was an age thing. It was just it's sort of waiting another couple yeah. weeks.
6: Yeah, uh, it, and it does you know it does settle into. Um, uh, you know, a little sm- softer, smoother profile. And, yeah, yeah. And the, and the one that was judged was six. You know, and that beer, uh, when we when we had originally brewed it, it took three weeks before I went. You know, originally when it came out, I remember. I remember. Uh, it, you know, it was about the same age that it was when we had sent it up to here. Okay. Um, but the one we had actually won with uh, that batch of it, and some friends came. You know, over to the brewery, and I, I poured it for them. i was like, God, it's not quite what I you know wanted out of it. And then three weeks later, I remember having it and being like. This is the best pale ale I've ever had in my life. There we go. And I yeah. like. I remember feeling weird about saying that. But yeah. Like- but it, it was. It, it was just like your it was the in. best fucking beer yeah. I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, if, if this thing holds on, I think we're g- we might win this thing, you know? <laughs> well, and I
2: only bring it up because I think it's important for brewers to know, and, and home brewers too, that sometimes it just needs another oh, couple weeks, especially it, <laughs> if everything seemed to go well, you're not tasting any off flavors. It's not really that it's imbalanced, because I didn't taste it and go, well, this is an unbalanced beer. It's too bitter. It wasn't that. It was just, just that there was... was a little
6: was, rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way of describing it. Uh, yeah. I think it's an
7: overlooked problem for especially brewers that emphasize on the hoppy styles. Is you kind of have to design the recipe for like a target time after, it, especially packaging brewery, yeah. after it's done oh, or yeah. when it's going to hit its prime or because, because you have to, and for a brew pub, it's kind of hard because you have to make it ready for right when it gets started yeah. and it also has to last. Yeah, but with a, a production brewery, it's like okay, it's going to take how many weeks to get from our brewery to a restaurant? But if, if and a, when's it going to be on point?
6: If a production brewery is filtering, though, I think you eliminate a lot of that. Oh, I think that that gone. beer basically comes game ready,
7: like, right a off beer the right. right. Yeah.
6: you know, a lot of it's it's the it's the you know the the tannins from the polyphenols and the hops. and yeah. you know, there's protein and there's stuff that isn't necessarily big enough to see. Um, but it impacts the flavor, and and if you put it through a filter, it takes that stuff out. Okay, and it basically comes off the filter, you know, ready to roll. And those fine beers that look clear take a take a little bit of time to kind of kind of round out and kind of come into their own. Yeah.
7: yeah.
5: So if it's
6: fresh off the filter, if it's hoppy styles, then it's good to go. It's the fresher
5: the better, and if it's not yeah. filtered, a little time. Yeah, is that a good rule? Yeah, absolutely.
7: And so now as a consumer, instead of just having a date on the bottle, you also need to know if it's filtered or not. Or filtered or unfiltered. And so
6: with that, Justin, uh, I I brought a half-barrel keg of uh, Monterey Street. And I was I, I was I was really excited to be able to bring up a uh, like two and a half week old you know uh, version of it yeah and uh, and we blew through it at the tasting room oh! so we got another so, well, so I transferred this a, beer yesterday choice, yeah. and carved it this morning and it's here it in, and it's here but I would, can I, I do I, this I would, I would advise I've at, not put it on for for two weeks
2: I'm totally going to I'm going to here's what I'll do for safety I will I'll take it to my house oh, that is not safe. I will put it in my kegerator for two. Weeks.
7: Still not safe.
5: And
2: then almost all of it, it will probably end up back at the Hopper
5: name. I just Fair want enough. to stay right now but I don't give a shit. You can feel
2: free to do that.
5: I don't care. Cool. Thank you, Moskowitz. No problem. I'm well,
8: the
2: network
7: is his, though.
2: Cool. All right, so now we have a keg here. So I will tell you this. In fact, I had this conversation with Kevin, our general manager, the other day, who was reminding me. We treat the beer here however the brewer says to treat it. So if a brewer ever takes the time to tell us, hey, we brought you this because you were on our delivery schedule, but don't serve it, we absolutely listen. We really care about how you want it served. So I'll tell you what, two weeks. There you go. And if you want, I'll I'll even tap it and taste it and give you a call and go, hey.
5: This is
2: the gold medal. No rough edges, my friend.
5: (laughs) You know, I wonder how many people, pro brewers and and uh, brew clubs or whatever, are making that mistake and they don't know it like they're serving stuff too early because they just have that mantra in their head, the fresher the better for hoppy stuff. Well, I,
2: I don't think cool.
5: many. I think, uh,
2: and, and well, you're the pro brewer, so you could correct me here. I, I think they all know it. Uh, they do. They almost all know it. Um, but in some cases, they feel like they don't have a choice. You got to get it out to the distributor. You got to get it to your account. Yeah. You got to do whatever. You might. They might even advise don't uh, tap it, like Brendan's doing, but uh, retailers don't listen. Uh, I think the other thought is, a ton of consumers don't know or care right. or whatever. Just and, give me the beer
7: from that brewery that right. I know and love, and I'll drink it. Yeah.
2: You, you yeah. know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Uh, so I don't think it's that the brewers don't know. Okay,
7: yeah. And you can adjust your recipe and process somewhat to kind of and, and dial also, that in a little bit.
6: Yes, you can. And, and, and also you have to consider that there is a life cycle of the beer. There's that two-week sort of maturation period, and then there's also the two weeks after Prime where it's falling off. Like, right. Where yeah. Would you rather have? I, I I honestly would rather have you taste that beer a little early and a sure. little young and a little mm-hmm. raw and a little rough around the edges, but bright and, and you know. And, and, and by the way, this is a little for... you know. And, and but rather than have it like uh, the two weeks where it's like kind oh of yeah, little, <laughs> right. cause I'm so sensitive to those oxidized compounds that I would rather have it like knowing that it's rough and raw, but like fresh, you know.
2: Because by the way, then my comments are different. Then my comments mm-hmm. are hey, you got some problems right. with oxidation side, and yeah. whatever. Instead of saying you know. Oh, it, it just needed a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right. That's a very yeah. different thing to hear. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I do not envy your brewers. With this sort of two weeks to wait and then two weeks it goes downhill, Jesus, I want to shoot myself every day. It's constantly going, is the beer going to be good? Is it going to be good? Well, <laughs> luckily, like
6: you said, m- most people aren't that savvy. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, So, so. well, well, given that, what do you
5: think the general public thinks? Should you err on the side of a little later? And sure, we don't like the oxidized thing because of beer. But the general public, maybe they're more averse to the the, the sharp edges thing.
6: Uh, Yeah, we we get people in the tasting room all the time that um, uh – are, they, they're so used to oxidized hoppy beer hmm. that really fresh hoppy beer throws them off um we had a guy in there and you know he's in and we you know we do we make pretty decent hoppy beers and this guy's sitting at the tasting room and i go you know i ask him what he thinks and he goes well you know i don't know it's they're, they're okay I'm Like that's that's cool you know everybody's got their opinion he goes i drink you know i, I like denogonizer and all these and and i'm and those are great beers but mm. I know they're not great probably by the time he gets them from the supermarket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what what that really told me was that he is used to old beer. Sure. And that this fresh beer was weird, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. like something yeah. different for him. And, and I'm not saying that that's everybody. But that, no, but I think it's that's enough a enough common... percentage, yeah.
7: yeah. At, at the Heretic Taste Room, I had a guy that would come up and guess when Evil Cousin was new. Like oh. we would have a new keg every two weeks, basically. Yeah. And he he would come up and be like, so you just tapped the new batch, right? And so like he drank it enough <laughs> and could tell. To where he could tell when it was falling off. And then when it came and back. And then when yeah. it was brand new again, fresh uh, off the a fermenter. good consumer. I that, like that. Is that a filtered beer? No, fine, also. So yeah. you so can tell right away. W- which yeah. did
5: that guy prefer, fresher or older?
7: I think he kind of had the mantra of, oh, fresher is better. So he was always going to say fresher is better. But. He was drunk all the time, <laughs> right. so no he one really knew. <laughs> all day, every day. So, yeah. I, ha-
10: I have to kind of jump in here. I-, I think one of the things that I love about Brennan the most is not just that he makes the bright, clear, crisp, awesome beers. is that he really wants everybody to know what fresh, wonderful beer is, and yeah. I think we're all kind of stuck in that. And I know prior to Brennan, you know, you go to— those places where you can purchase um beer and you think that you're getting the best and you you know and then and then you start to date a brewer or become friends with somebody who brews and then you find out that you're so in the fucking dark that you know and then then you kind of really start to learn and you know people are going you know where's the where's brewing going the next what's the next coolest thing and i would hope that knowing what fresh yeah, true. Truly, fresh beer is is where it should really be going next. But the yep. only way you're going to know that is if you submerge yourself in the real brewing yep. world and be kind of find those local breweries and and taste. Well, but but you're but you're kind of still screwed because you don't know if they're <laughs> making good beer or not. But
2: he, so here's you know when we started this thing, and I think that craft brewers should take a moment and think about this. The we used to talk about educating consumers. That was all we talked about in, on this show and craft brewers because it was us against the big guys or whatever it was. And the whole uh, – th- the way we were doing it was to educate consumers about what craft beer tastes like and what good beer tastes like. I haven't heard that conversation in a couple of years. Now the conversation, of course, is who made the sourest beer and who made the next something beer and who made this beer and who made that beer because there's so many craft beer consumers now that we've stopped worrying about educating them about what good craft beer is or fresh beer or anything else. And we – I don't mean all of us, so forgive the blanket, but it's – It's pretty true. Uh, We stopped doing that, and instead we're selling them a product.
5: Well, and if anything, they know too much. They yeah. might know they, they a little come too in much, knowing
2: of. too much, yeah, and so, to your point, I think sort of going back to our roots about educating what fresh beer tastes like, educating what a dry, hot beer tastes like, educating what a stout tastes like with a lot of chocolate malt in it, uh, these are the types of things that I think craft, beer, craft brewers would do well to remind consumers about. Um, but maybe it's now everyone's a beer geek and they come into your tasting room and you're not allowed to tell them anymore. Uh, you're not allowed to educate them anymore because we're all so snobby about our, what we know. Everyone knows. Oh, I know.
0: I already know. I already yeah, know. Too many
2: know it all I know.
0: I know already.
2: I know what you're saying, Justin. Right. You know,
0: <laughs> I knew what you were saying before <laughs> you
5: said did. it. Yeah. I knew what you were about to say.
2: Do you know how many times I'll sit through a conversation, and, and gladly, by the way, when people are telling me things I, you know, before I ever tell them I run a beer show or something, beer people will sit and they'll tell me all about the beer I'm drinking, I will never stop somebody never. and exactly. say, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I'll wait for like the moment where I go, well, you know what? I think you're right about that beer. And by the way, I run a beer show, so I get to taste that. And then you have the conversation about the things that you all know together. Stop interrupting brewers yes. and everybody else I know, and telling exactly them. Right? It's yeah, like just the thing. I, mean, they already know I totally these agree.
5: <laughs> I know, dude. I've, I've been doing this for ten years. It's amazing. I know. I know that JP knows.
2: <laughs> yes. So any, I'm agreeing with you, Celeste. People mm-hmm. need to stop and learn what fresh beer is. All right, I need to learn what a urinal looks like. (laughs) I forgot. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break, and uh, Brendan, we've got more of your beer to try. We do have to move on to some other topics, but if you can hang out, and we'll we'll taste the beer and still talk about it. And uh, stout is, I know, late to the party. The stout's fucking incredible. It's really nice, right? So good. All right, a quick break. Uh, When we come back. We're going to do I think we have a game to play. Yes. We're going to learn about the JP and Moskowitz um second
7: place challenge.
0: Yes. By the way, <laughs> well, we no. if I lose, I will never brew again. I should not fucking lose this. It. It's a wow. battle for third wow. place.
7: It's, it's not even second place. It's the session. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to the Brewcasters Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
1: beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft Beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer On top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20 gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy i for strike and sparge water ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4pm pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way
2: Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's evil twin... A great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy drinking beer.
1: This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find heretic beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Segmented, demented, fermented, it's the session.
2: Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out. Don't forget to go check out our friends over at Beersmith. You can go to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith brewing software. It's amazing. It'll do everything you need it to do and more things that you don't know. I think it cleans your house. Pretty sure that if you turn it on It's a Roomba? Yeah, I think it's a Roomba. If you, <laughs> if you put your if you open Beersmith on your laptop and you put it on your living room floor. BeerRoombaSmith? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it does it will make your beer for you and clean your house. Wow. Uh, go to Beersmith.com, get your free twenty one day trial. You don't have to take my word for it. See if it cleans your house. I don't know. You can get your money back if it doesn't. <laughs> uh, no, you you don't have
0: can... our guarantee on that. <laughs> right.
2: Well, you don't even have to put any money down. Just get your free 21-day trial. You've heard us use it. You've heard pro brewers come in here. Everybody's using it. It's Beersmith. Go to beersmith.com and check it out right now.
5: Everybody's doing it. That's right.
2: All right. So we're still drinking some beer. We've got a couple things left to do. Uh, I do, do you remember that thing Yes, that we started. <laughs> I realized this weekend two years ago, <clears throat> called the Brewcaster Challenge.
0: I do remember this what? as a
9: matter of fact.
2: Two years ago, we you, started. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad
0: memories.
9: Yeah, memory, so,
2: yeah. I wonder why <laughs> well, we're not so making. I think,
9: any... w- I think winning was worse than losing. <laughs>
2: If I remember <laughs> Yeah, because you had to brew again. When you wonder why we're not making any money around here. We can't finish anything. I don't wonder. The Brewcaster Challenge was a, <laughs> was a great... Uh, uh, it was a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And then we and what we executed was also great. It's pretty good. And then shit just happens in the life of the Brewing Network. It's and, Martinez. Uh, I blame yeah. Martinez. It's well, Martinez got in the way. The yeah. hop grenade yeah. happened. Uh, the hop grenade yeah. happened. That got in the way a little bit. Yeah. Um even now, the the winners' final can't happen because Doc doesn't have a oh. a, a brew system anywhere. He moved out of his house and into another place, so you have to figure out the final. Where's his brew system? It's in three different places. Does,
0: it does half of it belong <laughs> to his wife. Right, so it <laughs> well, actually, it was <laughs> just
7: dismembered mem- and yeah. sent to the four corners of the continent. <laughs> yeah, so that he could maybe hide it and get it back <laughs> right, later.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't. It's a it's a thing. It's a long thing. story. No. So when we do the Brewcaster final challenge, I think that uh, Doc will be a gypsy brewer, which of <laughs> course tastes Now it's Doc and Tasty in the finals. Uh, oh, right. Expect it now. If there's going to be an excuse, if you win Tasty, <laughs> well, you no. know it's going to be that he. Well, I didn't have my brew house. Tasty, yeah, Tasty should have
7: to go to your house and well, brew. I want
9: Doc to win, so I can I can I can, I can game this. We might have Eat, to handicap. To make a
6: shitty beer. We're
7: gonna
2: have to handicap you. Well, Tasty's What's the
6: style got to brew somewhere else. Yeah, too. Tasty should just gypsy brew. Uh huh.
2: I don't think we decided on the Tasty style yet, did we? I think, um, the Tasty Doc No, final? no,
6: I, I wasn't
9: here that night, but I did listen to the show.
2: Oh, and we did... Uh, <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and
9: I remember uh, uh, Herb Spice Vegetable, I think.
2: Yeah.
7: Oh, oh, that nice. sounds right. Yes. Yes. No, no wonder it's taken us two years. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to judge that category. Yeah. Anybody All know right. that category? Really? <laughs> I
2: live in that no. category. Yeah. You <laughs> All right, so herbs in my beer. So the final final for first place is still to come. We're only talking about the consolation prize tonight, and that is yes. for second place, otherwise yeah. known as last place whoa, whoa, between whoa. JP
7: and Moskowitz.
0: It's just the first loser. It's, it's not... just like
9: the yeah, <laughs> losers
7: bracket. Yeah, I get it. Well, no, doesn't the loser of the Tasty and Doc round get second place? Yeah, uh, oh, these right. guys are just uh, for third, third and place. Third yeah. and Shut up! Right, you can't even get first <laughs> loser anymore.
0: <God. laughs>
2: And by the way, the fact that Moskowitz is even in the consolation. Is, <laughs> Shows how flawed the, yeah. the competition
0: is. Right. <laughs> right. Even, a, even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. All right.
2: All right, so what's happening is that J.P. and Moscow have to brew against each other. And what we decided is that they're going to brew against each other on the Pico brew. Yeah, um,
0: because I don't brew on a regular brew system <laughs> anymore. J.P. all Pico all the time. Well, that, sounds, right, that
9: sounds like what Doc needs right now, his little apartment. Yeah, yeah. so maybe doc he can brew uh, it, on the Pico. We've got the, a bunch of them running around here. It'd be yeah. the perfect size for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. doc size brew yeah. system. So, five times his size.
2: So, JP <laughs> brewed over the weekend. On, I did. I brewed on, oh, uh, game on
9: Saturday, Friday, Saturday,
0: Saturday. So, uh,
2: what was the style that we gave you to uh,
0: barley wine? <laughs> because you guys are fucking, <laughs> you guys are dicks. Uh,
2: American, American, American barley wine. Even. So
0: we'll taste this in a year. It'll be amazing. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so this will be a three-year brewcaster challenge. I <laughs> all right. So barley wine. Yes.
0: American and, Barley One. American
2: wine. Barley one, and you brewed on the Pico Brew yes. uh, over the weekend. I did. Tell us about your recipe and your beer.
0: Uh, I have the recipe right here if you would like to, to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I read.
2: One basket of... Because <laughs> 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 hey, everything's in baskets, right?
0: Um, no. no. I mean, Stone. You, you put it in a tray. Oh, okay. And then you put it in the thing, but you can call it a basket. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So I was uh, deciding on, well, is it fair because Moscow hasn't brewed yet? I don't oh, want to see, give you any tips.
5: Yes. I already have my recipe built. I, I promise you I will not be changing it based on what you say. Uh, based on what others say, maybe. But not based yeah. on that. Yeah. Not fair. So it's, don't it's, offer okay, oh, oh, well, we, we can make the rule that I, my recipe is locked in as yeah. is because it's ha- already built. But we, trust we, you? know. we trust it's you. It's on his screen it's, right it's now. On your th- <laughs> I can yeah. see Squiggly. Oh, is on his screen. Yeah, it's already done. I'm all
9: screenshot this motherfucker. You're not kind of any kind of gamer or anything like that. So you wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all <sorry>. right. <laughs> um, so I decided to go with a with a ten and a half percent barley wine. Okay, I didn't want to go oh. super big. No, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, yeah, that's right in your they wheel. What have. is the yeah, range of American barley wine? Uh-oh. I thought it, isn't it like eight to twelve, something like sure. that, or, uh... that?
0: Sounds
9: great. Yeah,
2: they're
0: above ten. What do you what do you think? Two. I looked at the fucking style guy Well, that's. I'm right?
2: just trying to think. Like to me, ten. You're saying I didn't want to go that big, but that sounds big. I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead. I'll look, I'll you know, come, come back. i It's back. Uh,
5: 8 to 12. You're right. 8 to 12. There you is go, eight big. 12. Perfect. So, you're right. so 10, yeah. right in the fucking Ten and middle. And a half 10 is and what a half. you said. Average. All right,
0: all right, all right. Um, and, uh, you know, because I didn't want it super giant, I knew we would have to drink it relatively, you know, early. Yeah. Um, and I'm counting on you dummies to to uh, uh, allow for that. Okay. Allow
2: for uh, some sort of hotness. I thought you were going to say you're counting on us to not know how to judge it. So you, well, uh, doing
0: that, if, if look, if the route beer was any sort of uh, you know representation what? of how right. well you guys know style, yeah, uh, I'm screwed.
7: Uh, <laughs> right? Are you going to put the PBW in this one also?
0: I didn't put. Shut up, Warren. <laughs> I hope your beard gets caught in something. Um, so here's my recipe. So this is for uh, two and a half gallons in a okay. Pico Brut. Uh, two pounds of British two row. Uh, twelve ounces of German Munich, mm-hmm. four ounces of British Crystal fifty sixty, and eight ounces of British Crystal seventy eighty. Okay, mm, um, sounds good. So I did the uh, I did the the multiple layering of the crystals because I, I, I wanted that that depth of of flavor, and I think to me barley wines are represented in that that kind of deep caramel crystal malt flavor. Yeah, not too mm-hmm. much. But just enough to kind of get it in there with that, uh, with that malt sweetness. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then for hops, it did an ounce and a half of Chinook, an ounce of Centennial, and half an ounce of Centennial as well. And that's a 90-30-10. Have you heard of this Eureka right. hop? <laughs> Never heard of it. I it's, heard it it's suck. It sucks. sucks. It's yeah, terrible. No, you don't want to use that. Not I heard it's no. terrible. I'm bad.
2: <laughs> All um, right.
0: And then I'm fermenting with uh, the San Diego Super Yeast Oh, from White Labs.
2: Yeah. Cool whip. I like I your nice. uh, I like your choice, upping mm-hmm. it from the Cal Ale and going yes. for the San Diego yeah. Super Yeast.
0: Yes, because I know that uh, the San Diego Super Yeast really handles uh, the higher alcohols a little bit better than I think Cal Ale does. Okay, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm counting on that to kind of munch all them sugars down.
2: What temperature are you fermenting at right now? Well, that's a great question, Justin. I'm glad you
0: asked. <laughs> um, I am fermenting in between. 62 to 68 i have an analog uh temperature controller
2: what do you mean 62 to 68 <laughs> well i don't know
8: oh
0: i have no idea because i have an analog temp controller and it, they, those can have swings of like four degrees but it's all temperature controlled it's in te- it's in temperature controlled environment it's oh, in a okay. fridge but it's not a digital and digitals get within one degree so if you set on your digital uh thing 64 it could kick on at 66 because I there's see. that one degree swing but right
6: that's, that's ambient so the temperature of the carboy itself should right. be pretty consistent. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. What does this <laughs> guy mean? Or,
7: yeah. or not. I don't, well, what, I don't know. What temperature did you mash at? How dry are you expecting it to get?
0: Um, I'm expecting it pretty dry. I think I uh, mashed around 152, 154.
2: Isn't the beauty of the Pico Brew that you just... I don't
0: want to give any hints d- away to Scott. Oh, you sorry. dial
2: it in, you hit the button, it okay. hits that mash temp for you. Like, I'm loving oh, the Pico Brew. because it, This is yeah. what I'm saying. So, what is with these round... With because these-
0: Scott hasn't brewed yet, and I don't trust
2: him <laughs> oh. to not change his thing. Okay, even his temperature uh, number. I'm That's not gonna, key.
0: But even though he can see it, but he doesn't know.
2: Yeah, can't he log on to <laughs> PicoBrew.com and, like, see your yes. recipe? But he something. doesn't
0: know. You don't know. Scott. Well, well now, now he knows. You don't know the details. He
9: knows
7: too much already. Yeah, he knows too much. Oh, wait, his screen says JP's barley wine. Stop
9: Stop it! wine. God. He says note to self. That's make, not true. He says, Warren Note to see self. See make screen. it much lower in ABV so it tastes better young. I see that there. Yeah.
2: Tell me that you didn't love this round of the challenge so much more because you were able to just do it on the Pico route.
0: Uh honestly I did. Yeah. Um so my my original gravity was uh, it was supposed to be one 1.107 mm-hmm. and it came in at 1.12. Mm. So a little bit higher okay. um, but that was, you know, my fault.
2: Was that it. is that a recipe thing? You just put too much
0: well i think i didn't start with enough with enough water i don't have like a really accurate water measuring system
2: okay um so i kind of eyeballed that the last yeah I seriously i'm not joking yeah, yeah, yeah. i have that problem yeah. um
0: and i think with a with a, a beer this big i didn't necessarily account uh, for uh you know for that it should have been much more precise because i know that the higher the higher you go you kind of lose efficiency and uh the more grains you're adding you're you're not accounting for for enough water uh, loss so this it was entirely my fault okay um and i also cracked the uh um the basket the plastic you know the too much grain too, no i no it just I, I i don't know what happened but i i think when i pull it in and out i'm i'm a little rough with it if you know what i mean mm-hmm. well, um and so yeah. I, so some leaked out so that's entirely my fault oh i see okay yeah. so i had some issues but they were they were my own Excuse me, they are my own personal
2: issues, as most of them are. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, well, you've put that Pico through the through the ringer since you've had it. I really have, it, man. I really have yeah. and
0: uh, they're nice enough to be
2: sending me another one. So I'm, <laughs> right. uh, wow. yeah, you're a like third a one. bottomless pit of Pico <laughs> brew. Right. Why hasn't why hasn't Pico Brew figured out that they should pick somebody else on the BN
7: staff <laughs> to give the Pico brew? <laughs> like
2: to? who? I don't know exactly. exactly. You tasty
6: dark somebody. They keep reinforcing the one they send
7: to him until eventually he doesn't break it. I yeah. think that you're like their listen
2: the day that jp brews and nothing happens we know we've built the tank <laughs> That's that, what uh, it is. Yeah. you're yeah. there you're their beta tester. yes
0: i'm like. stupid i'm the average consumer i'm an idiot
2: <laughs> but the beer's always come out really nice and so i'm looking forward yeah. to tasting this one too especially because we're 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 Doing the, like the upper edges of uh, yes. you know with the barley wine, right a, right. Bi- a big beer, high alcohol, uh, not something you would normally brew, which is the point of the brewcaster challenge yes and uh, and then the putting the machine to the test
0: yes, and uh, to answer your question, yes, I was very excited about it because uh, you know it, it, I, I wouldn't have been able to uh, to I think uh, be as calm as I was during the brew day yeah. and focus on Making sure my carboy is clean, making sure I have enough yeast, making sure all this kind of stuff is in place, um, because I w- excuse me, because I would have been um, <laughs> good timing, though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I would have been focusing on is my mash temperature right? Is my step mash going well? What's what's happening with uh, with my brew day? Um, and I didn't have to do it. And uh, so I can really focus on what I think is going to win this competition is yeah. fermentation. Okay. Yeah.
2: Which is happening now. Yes. Right. Which is happening now.
7: Yes. ferment is minus three degrees. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and, it's, it's happening.
2: And it ferments yeah. in the in the keg, right? Um,
0: it can, but I, I prefer to ferment in carboys.
2: Okay. So, I've, uh,
0: so at the end of the cycle, you can go into the help screen, and then there's a, a, a setting called uh, recirculate, yeah. and that will pull your uh, – it'll basically just drain the keg and, and <clears throat> Transfer it to wherever you want. So I just put nice. the thing, put it in the carboy, and and there it goes. And it oxygenates it as as it goes in. And um,
2: yeah, okay. I'm ready to rock and roll. Does it have a name yet?
0: Uh, yes, it's called. Uh, here, let me see. Uh, JP's Barley Wine.
2: Okay. Yeah. Good
7: name. Yeah, I saw it on Scott's screen. Remember? <laughs>
0: Warren, stop
5: it. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> All right, Moskowitz. You're uh, supposed to be on your dad's account. Now you
5: haven't no, brewed yet. I, I tried to do that, yeah. but you have to. Your account has to be. It's synced up to a machine. Right. So your your machine is synced up to your account. If I logged into his, yeah. it would brew on his machine. Well, I know, but, but then,
0: you, <laughs> That'd be but then funny. you could
5: sync up hit my machine to his account also. He didn't – oh, he didn't say that. He was just yeah. like one account is linked to one machine. No. I don't it, know. it might, it might be true. I don't know. Okay. And I didn't look. I, I really didn't. I just went into the okay. recipe builder, and I built my own. So for All
2: clarification right. for the listeners, uh, Moscow is is taking JP's yes. Pico yes. Brew Machine, and he will mm-hmm. brew on the same machine. Yes, oh. because Tasty's uh, was way too busy to be used.
9: <laughs> <Right>.
0: well, I,
2: <laughs> asked, be I asked Tasty
5: first. I did. And it's like, going to be busy. I
9: got a lot of right. plates. You it's know, I got some... I got some uh, remember that uh, malster we had <laughs> on the show from Oregon? Yes. Well, I got some malts from that. Okay. And I'll be doing some test
2: batches. Very nice. You guys will hear all about it. Will we taste them, too? Yes, I have the real (laughs) beer. Okay,
5: excellent. (laughs) I like that.
2: Uh, all right, so what's what's your recipe look like? And you haven't brewed
7: yet,
5: not yet. It's, so it's a little bigger. I'm I'm going for more like an eleven two. Okay, I think a a good Top of the spectrum. Mm. That's a great yeah. choice.
7: Go bigger.
2: Get home. us
5: drunk t-
2: before voting.
5: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, an adaptation of uh, Jamil's old monster from Brewing Classic Style. So I use that as my sort of base recipe. Okay, That's uh, good good thing. And, uh, Stack did, of the deck. JP pointed at Warren. Did you predict that, Warren?
7: Well, no, no, I did. We no, talked did. about where yeah. you were going to get your recipe well, well, from.
5: Be, uh, Why wouldn't we okay all enough. get our that's that's recipe that's from, that's from that's brewing that's right. classic style? Well, no. so this, so this and by adaptation,
2: my... he means he scaled it down to two and a half <laughs> I know, gallons. I mean, I, didn't right.
5: lift it direct. I was about right. to, but then I, I, did, I did some tweaking. See, okay. that,
0: that's exactly what I thought. I said, okay, I
5: said, okay, look, Scott
0: doesn't really brew all that often, so he's either going to uh, take the classic example of the style, which I think is Sierra about a Bigfoot, okay. or he's going to lift Jamil's recipe. So I don't want to do either of those.
2: All right. Good strategy. Because so he, I
0: was about to do the same thing, I'm and like, you no could
2: have said the same thing about me, except you could have oh, eliminated yeah, Sierra Nevada <laughs> and known I'd go right for uh, I would Classic have. style. Absolutely would but have. Th- th- so, but if
7: you're wondering where JP lifted his recipe from, just look at his shirt. Stop
8: it! <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. He did not. He's wearing a rogue. He's wearing shirt. a rogue shirt. Yeah. but
5: th- well, so he he. That's that's interesting. We're sort of reverse psychology because he took what I was going to do and was totally right that that's what I did and <laughs> said I don't I need to set mine apart and it can't be a very similar beer at all.
8: Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah. All
5: right. So uh, I uh, I'm going for a starting my uh, target starting is one point one one three a little bigger. Uh, target finish is uh, uh, ten twenty seven. Going for ninety five IBUs. I'm going to try and go a little. Wow. Mm. Do you think that's high or low? Hard to do. Hard it's,
2: to do and yeah. high. Yeah. However, it's an American barley wine. <laughs> It'll it be depends on what the BJ. What is the BJCP say? Uh, You're not going to get that. What I know is yeah. that American <laughs> barley wines that I've tasted over the last 10 years attempt to also to be 95 IBUs. Well, it's actually right in so, the middle. It's 50 the to 120. Said, yeah, 50 to 120. Yeah, okay. Mm.
5: Uh, so, and Maybe I, we should hop the strike water.
2: You got to get hops everywhere to get. Anyway, well, it's not going to be measured, so it doesn't matter.
5: Actually, and the way the Pico Brew Recipe Builder works is, I I plugged in the hops I was using, and it gives me what that's going to result in IBUs, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, I actually was thinking I was going to go a little lighter on the IBUs to sort of simulate age, Mm -hmm. um, but. When I put this in, I got advice from uh, some other unnamed sources. Mm-hmm. This was hmm. this was where it ended up. 95. They said, "Go for it." Yeah, uh, that's allowed. That's Mine allowed. is uh, Minus one oh nine. Okay.
2: Wow. wow.
0: Yeah. Theoretical. Yeah.
2: And and let me ask this question, uh, knowing that I have an opinion, of course. Uh, <laughs> Going lighter on the IBUs to simulate age wouldn't work because aged IBU aged hops have a, actually then carry a flavor component. No. So it's not just that hops drop out, which is what we mention all the time, there are other things that happen as they drop out. And I'm asking you Tasty, Yeah, they create, what you think fla- about they
9: create another flavor.
2: So it wouldn't yeah. really simulate age, it would just simulate not having enough being IBUs. Under-hopped, basically. Okay. All right.
7: So I just wanted to ask about Well, but that. Barley wine typically is brewed with higher IBUs with the intent of some of that's going to leave. So that you and still you know, then... By yeah. reducing the IBUs that you had put in initially, yeah. you're just making it so that you can drink it sooner without it being as bitter.
2: Well, which is maybe something in this which is competition worthwhile. environment
7: right. would be worthwhile. Yes. You know, so, we might
9: allow these guys to age their beer a little bit at, like, at room temperature for like, just an extra amount of time to give it... Uh, some aging effect? Maybe we got time. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. taken us. Uh, <laughs> it's been two Well, years. the winter is indefinitely going to happen, so that yeah. maybe we yeah. should postpone tasting these beers. Yeah. Even though they're made now.
2: Okay. would work out well. So, All
0: right. Sounds like Scott's unnamed source was Warren. <laughs> <laughs> right.
5: I didn't tell him that I talked to you Wasn't right you after. On, both sides? <laughs> uh, uh, hang
2: on. can you hold? I got another call. <laughs> yeah. uh,
5: hey, double agent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so the malt bill looks like uh, American two-row, uh, about 87% m- weigh most of the malt bill. Uh, and then I got a mix of crystals in there as well, 15, 80, and 120. Uh, and then uh, some corn sugar, per Jamil's recipe, mm-hmm. and uh, some British chocolate. Okay. Right.
2: Uh,
5: the hops are pretty similar. Brendan
2: shi- here is a fan of the British chocolate. <laughs> big, big fan you of know. the British chocolate, yes.
5: Yeah. Sir. Why so. do you want chocolate
9: characters? Jamil does that,
5: huh? Uh, it's, it's a, a tiny little, little tiny amount. I think it's mostly just color, isn't it? Uh, well, flavor, no, it's going to add some flavor. Whoa, and
2: small amounts. What's the percentage on your recipe, Just uh, out of curiosity? It's
5: tiny. Where is it here? It is 0.8%. Uh, point, point oh, yeah. But on a two-and-a-half-gallon
2: batch. oh, so well, even on a percent, 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 doesn't percent. I guess it doesn't oh. matter.
5: Uh, the I feel p- like it's going to add it's, something. It's uh, 1.1 ounces.
2: It's going to add something.
7: <laughs> it will add something. <laughs> it's not just color.
5: Really? Anyway, yeah. But, I think but, so.
7: well, what the
2: fuck do I know? Don't listen
5: to me. <laughs> this is Jamil's recipe. It's on we're the recipe. At, yeah, yeah, pour just, it on the know, carpet first. Take it up with Jamil. Man. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. The hops are pretty similar to JP's. I got uh, uh one and a half ounces of uh, Centen- uh, Magnum of the bittering hops, and then uh, Centennial and Chinook, both at one minute. I got Magnum at sixty, and then both one minute Centennial and Chinook.
8: Okay, sounds
5: great. Late, um, and then uh, same same mash temp, one fifty two. And, again, that's just what the Pico Brewed, that's what the Recipe Builder is. You, you're plugging in your stuff, and it's giving you these numbers.
2: Okay. It's, it's quite amazing. I like that. Yeah.
5: I'm sure I'm everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, brewing software. Dude. We know <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to me.
2: Yeah.
9: We were talking about it in the urinal. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. So he's doing half of the IBUs at 60 and half later. Personally, I'd rather, I, I, because of the aging in the barley wines, I prefer to, like, put a lot of permanent bitterness in the beer.
2: like So more of the, 70, of the 60 minutes. Yeah,
9: up front, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if,
5: if you were going to age it.
2: No,
9: actually. for fresher, I think what they're doing here is, that's probably a pretty good
7: recipe for okay. it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay.
5: Now, JP, did you see, was there a, a, a selection for um, <clears throat> San Diego Super Yeast? Because that's what I wanted to use as well, but I didn't see it as an option in the pull-down no. menu there. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, and so... <laughs> I'm guessing since I not. I chose um 001 because uh-huh. that was I guess the closest option <laughs> yeah. but then I'm assuming that that's going to that's playing with what it's telling me my final beer is going to be like but it's
2: I, probably very similar. Really similar. I don't yeah. think I don't yeah. think any software would tell you a different number. Okay. Based on uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but based on San Diego Super or 001 I, I any software would say the same thing. Yeah, I think
0: it's all the fine. No. I think it's yeah. just going by expected uh, attenuation yeah. which varies uh, which varies by yeast but not that much, but I think what I don't I I feel like what they don't account for how could you is alcohol tolerances? I don't know if, I don't know if uh, they could determine that uh, 001 has a, a lower tolerance and give it a, a, a number uh, pinpointed enough to put into a system like this. Well, so they, part of the
7: spec for the yeast is it's yeah. attenuation. They could put it in the software yeah. if it's factored in. Yeah. We don't know, though. And then see if that's different. Right. Did, was super yeast—I
2: don't think super yeast was around in brewing classic styles. No, uh, no. no. and I'm newer. talking
5: about the pull down menu of the Pico Bruce. I understand, but why did you choose super yeast? Because it wasn't in Jamil's recipe. Uh, this was listener advice. Uh, Clayton, okay. one of our listeners, wrote in and gave me, he was the one who was uh, su- fired. He <laughs> <who> was suggested <laughs> that I maybe uh, go a little lighter on the hops to simulate age, which you guys are now talking me out of that. But he's, yeah, Sandy Diego super yeast for the same reason JP wants to use it. It'll just be a little more alcohol tolerant, and especially because yeah. I'm going yeah. on the higher end.
2: Plus, that's such a mm-hmm. cool name. I mean, why, wouldn't you, super, right? why so, would you... And you, wait, I think... What you want when you got a brother.
7: They advertise it as also going a little bit drier even, <clears throat> I believe. Okay. All
2: right. Yep. I am looking forward to trying both of these beers. Yes, yeah, I really. Think, I think it's going to be a
5: good time for that. I mean, you're looking forward to the one sip you're going to have? <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh,
2: uh, great. Perfect. Oh. Love it. Are you... What are you doing for fermentation and temperature control, Moscow?
5: Well... There's the his fingers challenging question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see. I, don't, I just don't have the equipment to do temp control, and I'm going to be diligent about hey, it. Hey, no, there's no excuse there. That, I
7: gave you a he, great, he gave great, you great the, way to coin, man. In a tub. The bathtub ice bottle yeah, thing. That's oh, one.
2: well, yeah. I mean, but that's put what your carboy I mean. in a water bath and, and do the frozen two-liter bottle thing. The, the bread and was talking about. Yeah. So you yeah. just freeze a couple of them. You put in one every day. Yep. It's going to keep you between 64 and 68 all day long. If it's warmer, use and more water fun. bottles. But I, it's not I, now I, here. I still
5: in, wish I had some sort of digital readout where I could just plug my temperature into and call it a day. But I, sure. I will be doing that. Yes, Brett. Right. If
2: you wanted to empty out your Pepsi fridge of the beer you have in it and put carboy in there. I can loan you a temperature Are you controller. Serious? What's Whoa. happening here? Well, why not let him temperature control?
0: Because if he doesn't <laughs> have this is a, a part of a brewer's repertoire and yeah. if he doesn't have the proper equipment then yeah. he's out. Scott, if you want oh, to use oh,
7: my temp-controlled conical, you can just come over to my house. Oh, isn't done.
2: Shouldn't it just be not the Brewers' repertoire or the equipment that he has, but the but the ability to just brew the best beer he uh, can? Yeah, and network?
0: he doesn't have that because well, he doesn't have a temperature. But is control isn't homebrewing also sharing? Yes. And here's
2: my equipment. Not here's your, your brewers, equipment. Not the
0: brewcaster's
2: challenge. How come you're your... the only one who ever complains about <laughs> the rules and the equipment? Everyone else is like, whatever. We're just brewing against each other and making the best beer we can. Because that's come my on. job. He has a fridge that his stuff will fit in, so he has all of the equipment. Then all I'm saying, instead of spending the $60, uh, he, we all know he's a Hebrew, I'll give him the 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 thing, and he can... <laughs> it's just it's loaning yeah, a yeah. thing. Asterix. I'll load him a bottle of Bigfoot
0: oh, that I scraped the label off of that he can bring <laughs> to the show. Asterix. All right.
2: Fine. JK's going to make it, it an asterisk. Well, and
5: this is a it'll be a great test of uh, Brendan's method here. All right. Yeah. Try yeah. the tub. it will be especially challenging. It's going to be a hot week next week. It's yeah. it,
2: you know what? It's not going to matter. Brendan's thing works. I've done it too, yep. and it's going to stay right there within a couple mm-hmm. degrees of right where you want. Pick it.
6: like okay. an 8 degree uh, 8 degree window, right? So if you want it at 64, just go like 60 to 68, let it float and kind of keep it there.
2: Yeah. See that he's got to go get that equipment. What's the difference?
0: Trust me, I'm I'm on the fence on this one too because this is because it's it's challenging us to use the information we have gleaned from our years of homebrewing, not yeah. not right now while everyone's encouraging you to give you I see the, the your time. point. I got I'll that, give I got you that. I'll give got got you that. been doing anyway. Mention.
2: I give okay. So that that's well, really part, part, my
9: point. But you know, on the other side, part of competing is upping your game but this
2: is important so this is where you right apply your craft and maybe go a little bit further yeah look i upped my game and look what happened to me i'm in the yeah i'm in the below the loser bracket. The i, I think
6: you should both you both have to ferment in that 15 year old bucket that i made my first batch of home <laughs> I need, so i need to <laughs> clean, clean even the shit the playing out of it first right? right yeah so yeah. Scrub Some steel the
2: yeah all right well i wish you both luck <laughs> yes <laughs> It's going
7: to be fun. No, you don't. Uh,
0: yeah. After I was picking up the machine, he goes, "This It's right, just one of
7: those things you say. Wish me luck.
0: And I go, no. Yeah, he said no yeah. no, way. No, no, I'm not
7: going to. Go.
2: So what do you think? Uh, when do you guys think we should taste this? And I'm asking the contestants. I'm asking Tasty. I'm asking Beardy. Hell, I'm asking Brennan. Uh, I do want to give them the opportunity to age it a little bit. I don't want to wait another six months to finish this thing out. So, uh, what, I was you know, going to say six months. What's, what? no, <laughs> g- stop, come on. Give me some sort of realistic. Let's get this thing done. But that the, the beard it's going to taste like a barley one. How about the Christmas show?
5: No. No, is that too soon? Oh, that's how way about, too uh, soon. The... Oh, that's too soon. I was thinking that's too far. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. Thanksgiving. What's
2: what's <laughs> it now? December, it's October 19th. Uh, yeah,
5: so we're two months out. How about the BNAs next year? I like the Christmas year? show. Okay.
2: okay. Oh. All right. That's,
5: that's, that's I... two months.
2: Sure. That's two months. Brendan Lager's uh, It's shorter time than that. This is a barley one. It's fine.
5: <laughs> what is, yeah, what well, does one we'll, have to do with the we'll other? We'll both be at the same disadvantage,
2: right? Yeah, well,
0: yeah. I, agree, oh, yeah. I agree. But I, I mean, I'm saying for both of us. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's way too soon. Okay. I think t- was it tasty or was it yes.
2: Beardy who said, "Hey, let it sit in a warm room yeah, for a no, little yeah, while." Yeah, no, been warm for too much. Simulate yeah. some yeah. aging. Well, although I this is hey, brewer skills. Aging. If you guys have gleaned anything from the show, and you want to let it sit at warmer temperatures or not, that that's up to you.
0: Simulate aging. Yeah. Uh, can I really? some yeah. Then why
2: does every brewer on earth hate it when a retailer lets their beer sit warm? It Does
0: other things,
2: but it you, ages the beer.
0: No, I, I break. Brent Brandon. No. What do you
9: think? <laughs> Time and temperature. I played the fifth. Yeah, you pussy. Uh, uh,
0: I, I,
6: no, you can't I tell
0: think... me. You can't tell me if you take a, a, a bottle of, of of a barley wine and let it sit at room temperature for a month or properly aged for six months that they would taste the same. They may. It might taste older. It might have uh, um, broken down compounds that don't taste that uh, don't taste like the fresher beer. Okay. And. Uh, but it, it's not going to be the, it's not going to no. be the same okay. as as a properly aged. That
2: might just, be true, but it. for a short period of time, it does age the beer. It yeah. has components <laughs> no. of aging. Yeah, no. it adds that's all incorrect. the negative I would aspects uh, of aging I would to a beer. The okay. very fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody
9: should like bottle, uh, bottle some them and keep them at two different temperatures. Because if, I mean, because if, if you them. if, you, bottle, oh. if you, well, you well, they would they
2: have to have gleaned that from the show on their own taste to decide if that's a thing they want to do. I
7: already think the big swing in. Temperature control is going to be enough to where no amount of aging is going to make these beers palatable, so I don't think it matters. For both yeah, of them. Right, for I'd both see. of them.
2: Right. Yeah, there's
9: a lot of fermentation
2: character in these beers, Yeah. So the temperature is really important. Yeah, for sure. Tacey, what do you think about the December 21st show? Sounds
9: good. Why don't we do Doc and Ice beers at the same time?
2: Oh. Same show. Brewed or done? Done. Well, we got to talk to Doc and figure well, out where I mean, he's going to brew, a lot but we, we can try to do that. that. Okay. Yeah. I like that idea finish it all' yeah. it's, a, it's a new year <laughs> <or> the <laughs> end of a goddamn thing whatever
0: no now we have to start it up again right it's a continual round two yeah I agree with you this is a continual I completely agree with yeah. you that's
2: why I want this done yes okay I just want to get right. it over right. and then yes we can start a new one and figure out how to not make it take two years like I, like I, no I loser bracket right. It's just, just single yes. elimination yeah. right
7: I think the new thing is single elimination. no more Barley wine. Right. right. Styles make a difference also. Weird. I've I've said that before. Yeah, well. It sounds like something you say. Yeah. You know what else it sounds like? You're all a bunch of fucking whiny bitches, (laughs) and
2: you ought to brew your beer and shut the fuck up like Tasty does. Do you know we've made this man brew? Are you serious? What does he do? He's like, all right, fuck Uh, it. Here you go. I think this sucks, but here you go. I'll point to the route
1: Beer
5: Show.
10: All I'm saying is that three out of the eight people in here have beer, so there's a problem.
7: You're right. Uh, a, yeah. Yeah,
5: a lot of empty glasses. What do you guys want? You- the listeners
7: didn't know until you said it. <laughs> But, hey, we, but I knew. <laughs>
10: yeah. I, I've been listening for about two and a half years, and but I just I, I, feel. I yes! I'll Uh-oh. take
2: a beer, Celeste. Yeah. You going out there yeah. to order beer? I promise several a beer
6: a meltdown. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll have a Pale 31. I mean, a Vienna lager <laughs> from. Um,
10: uh, you mean Monterey Street?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah,
7: you. one of those. Grab that Growler. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Growler <laughs> of the Pale? Oh, oh Bring the
6: Growler of oh. the
2: Pale. Oh, that sounds perfect. Yeah. All right, let's do that.
6: Yeah, I promised several friends a Meltdown, so.
2: It could on. happen. All right. Uh, so that is your Brewcaster Challenge uh, recap. Uh, gentlemen, yeah, thank yeah. you for participating. And uh, I think we should rename it the Pico Brew Challenge for year-round. Uh, I uh, think it uh, is. We'll see what happens. I'll contact them
0: for sponsorship. Uh,
2: okay. Great.
0: <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing. My beer already smells amazing. Mm. Yeah? I'm excited for After it. After a day? After a two I days. I year brewed year on off. Saturday. <laughs> Shit's already ripping and tearing, baby. Oh, yes yeah, look like- how does
9: the feel
2: about it. in there? All right, we got another game to play tonight. We yeah. do? We can um, blow through it real quick. Oh. Big we're going to do a fast game while uh, while we get some Central Coast Pale Ale in I here. want a fast get game. Well, we're going to play game, once again you know, the um, – I think we're going to play the rating game. It's uh, the where rate. we guess oh. the the rating of the beer.
5: Oh, Remember yeah. us doing that? I kind of
2: like the game, so and, We're going to do know. it again.
5: Yeah. And you said when we get a brewer in here, we need to. You know, we should play Yeah. So, uh, do you know the rating game yet, Brendan? I do not. <laughs>
2: all right, we're going to teach you all about it.
5: Live yep. from the Brewing Network studios at the Hop Grenade in downtown Concord, California. It's the rating game. Here's your host, Justin Crosley. That's right, it's the
2: rating game where you get to guess the rating of a beer. So you all know those beer rating websites uh, where people score beers from 0 to 100. And, uh, you know, it's a big deal in the beer geek world what these beers are scored. It's a big deal what people think they're scored. Yeah,
0: People's thoughts are a big it's, deal. Apparently.
2: It's not a big deal to me, by the way, any of it. They're on like uh, shelf tags at the, but, uh, at the bottle shop. Are they now? Is they're Those on numbers shelf are tags? There, yeah. I thought that was oh, just yeah. for wine. It's for beer now? Oh, oh, yeah. Our <laughs> beer is
6: rated 95 by uh, Wine Spectator magazine.
2: <laughs> so guess what industry what has jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've got online beer ratings on your beer tags, I say we've jumped the shark. <laughs> I say fuck it. We all go back to Budweiser. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, what is Me their too. beer rate?
2: <laughs> by the way, I'm advocating putting both of my companies out of business right now like, a, like an idiot. But I feel <laughs> like... Let's go for the big numbers. <laughs> hey,
0: you, got some, Bud drinkers you got some Budweiser on tap. Oh, I mean,
2: Golden Shit, I forget. That's true, Seeing as I'm uh. employed
4: by both of them, if you could not do that, that'd be great. Right.
2: All right. So we're going to play the rating game where uh, Moscow will give us the name of a beer. And we're going to guess. Now, it's not what our rating of the beer is. Let's make this clear. There was some confusion of this last time all throughout the fucking game. There was? Especially really? every time it got back to Doc. <laughs> hey! Oh, no. Hey! Well, now, wait a second. Is it what I think the Things <laughs> the what <laughs> the people think? Wait. Augustina Barino. What do I think of it? <laughs> because if it's what I... I can't tell. So it's not what we think. It's what we think the beer was rated yes. on these online forums. So we're going to give you the name of a commercial beer. And from zero to one hundred, you're going to tell us what do you think consumers rated it online
5: on that very famous site with the big red number at the top, of which I am sure you are aware, Brendan. Where's all that and, beer, and, uh, Celeste? Just oh, one, she's uh, I don't it.
2: want some little. I want. Where's the growler? Right here.
0: Oh, you get the swirlies, dude. Look Oh, at I that. see you're doing
2: the. Uh, oh. Oh, she's doing it right. She's just cleaning out the glass and you're from yelling her, at of her. whatever it was before.
7: Shut the fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm taking the heat for you, Celeste. Don't worry about it. Now, uh, last
9: show there was a, a virtual tie, so we should make whoever is ahead should go first. Uh,
8: oh,
7: oh, okay. he yeah. wants to so go just,
9: first. Is oh, what he good said. call. Good Je- call. No, no, no and, and he's right because, because I allow the second place. Guy. I d- yeah, I
2: ruined your chance to win. Yeah,
9: yeah. Jeopardy, Jeopardy, Jeopardy rules. Not ruined it, but just it would have been a matter of love for, for a fun game. I think. Yeah. The, the winner of the last uh, thing gets control of the board. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah.
5: right. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, Brendan, I'm going to calibrate you. Um, before we start, just so you know. So on good this luck. site, Awkward. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is at 91. Okay. Fat Tire is at 82. Coors Light is at 51. Is this style uh, <clears throat> style or like, So this wrong? is the this debate.
2: Is... Oh, God damn it. That's a good Pale it Ale. It is really good.
5: This <laughs> is the debate. Um,
2: you have to interpret whether or not the the consumers that rated the beer online, were they rating it to style or were they just rating it to their tastes? And clearly... It happens. It it varies. Like for example, Coors Light getting a fifty. Clearly, they're not rating it to style. If you right. call Coors Light an American Light Lager, Best it's not a 50 beer. It's no. probably a 90-something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, but they're rating how they like the they beer. They mm-hmm. However, something like a Sierra Pale Ale, maybe they are rating it to style, and there are some other Pale Ales they now like better. So it changes with every beer.
9: And every brewery, too. So yes. if it's a Sierra beer, it's probably going to get a really good rating because people yep. like right. that brewery.
2: So. so this is the difficult part of the game. Take these factors into account. Moscow, what's our first beer?
5: Stone Arrogant Bastard. Mm. Oh, mm. That's a, oh people, so my, my that's contestants. people like that, half hate it. My yeah. contestants here is a beardy, tasty JP, Brendan, Justin. Yep, and no listeners. Nope, not today. We're gonna get through this game quickly. I a listener? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> they're right here. Let me Are you me. listening right now? Oh no, you're not listening.
9: You're here. <laughs>
2: uh, Celeste, do you want to? Pl- you want to play together with Brendan? You two or separate? We'll collaborate. You
9: collaborate. Okay, yeah, ask her advice. Right. you know about this reading so system?
7: Let's... Collaborations didn't work very good for me last time. No, it's true. Um but neither did Solo for me. So no, there's evidence
2: right. to, for okay. both examples. Yeah. Okay, Arrogant Bastard. I'll start. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> well, they're not rating it to style, because there's no... Whether you like
0: there is no uh, mm-hmm. overdone malt bill style. So. It, yeah. right. <laughs> it's like
7: the, too much C one twenty. I think that's the so. <laughs> it's
2: the it's the beer of beers for people for, for beer geeks getting into beer. Right. Uh, it's stone, so it's got the, the street cred of the name. Everyone loves it, so it's definitely in the nineties. The question is how high into the nineties they're, they're still rating, uh, arrogant bastard. And I'm going to guess pretty high still. Uh, I'm going to give it a ninety six. I'm going ninety two. All right. Brendan and Celeste. Celeste and I will go to 93. Okay.
9: All right. Hmm. Tasty. One dollar, Alex. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all with
2: you guys on the on the brand
9: and the and the brewery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there's enough people out there that would not like this beer because it's pretty abusive you know, it's pretty strong and everything. Yeah. I would give it a little bit lower, maybe
2: uh, 89. Oh, going out yeah, of the 90s. I like, ah, it. I like it. Tasty. I'm going to go with tasty. Uh, too Blue, late. Yeah. You AK. can. You yeah. yeah. Too left late. Yeah. Jumping so, ship yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, Brendan. That, partner, that collaboration yeah. didn't last very long. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Suck it, she
7: Brendan. Yeah. In. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tasty's eight on my right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he is the facilitator. It's a whole new oh,
6: game. The facilitator sh- has <laughs> entered the building. Right. We're not collaborating anymore.
7: <laughs> All right, Beardy. Uh, I was going to go with 88, so I'm going to one dollar Tasty. <laughs> oh, uh,
9: like price is right.
7: Yeah. All right. And just so you remember, what we're doing is being scored by the
2: difference between what it was actually scored online yeah. and yeah. what we scored it. And, that, and then the person with the lowest score at the end, like in golf, is the winner. Can we have uh, Bev play? Uh, yeah, she doesn't even know what we're talking
6: about right now. She
9: has right no now. clue. No, she's placing an order on Amazon. One no, I'm not,
4: actually. And I was also going to vote 88.
6: Just use right. the, Make sure I'll you use the link down. on the BM uh-huh. website. Be- just 88?
4: No, you guys are all mean. <laughs> <laughs> the score is
5: 93. Brendan and Celeste Whoa. nailed it. Wow. No. wow. Oh. Celeste wow. jumped, Celeste jumped oh. ship. Yeah, that's a solo shot right there. So, Celeste, you're at four now. I love <laughs> you gotta get a
10: microphone, I love Stone. I just think that if you're uh, new to beer drinking, that they might be a little more
7: uh, aggressive beer <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. That's or fine.
10: Or not new to beer drinking. I've I've been in, in two and a half years, and I love them, but they're a little aggressive for the tongue for me personally.
2: Well, yeah. because of your decision, Celeste and Tasty have a score a of four, <laughs> yep. and and uh, Brendan uh, has a score of zero after round one. Uh, oh. so that's Brandon's that's board. a hole in one yeah. if you're scoring it. Uh, which, gives, yeah. which gives Brendan control of the board, and then we'll just go clockwise. Yes. Uh, what's the next beer?
5: Lagunitas, a little something, something.
6: Mm. Oh. Okay. You got to go first. That's a good beer. I love import. Um, <laughs> I love imported beer. Is owned. that the green bottle or the brown bottle? It's beer? the green, <laughs> bottle. Green, green bottle. Green version. bottle. Okay. Uh, it's going to score a little lower with the green bottle. Um, it's just a little, a little something, something, something. Yeah. I'm going to. God, that's a good beer. Uh, But I think a lot of people get it who uh, don't have it fresh, and it doesn't have the name recognition, even though Lagunitas does. I'm going to go, like, 92. Okay. Mm.
2: 92. Uh, Tasty and Celeste. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm
9: already in in ketchup mode here. Or Celeste, if you will. Celeste. 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 <laughs> it all sounds nice. good to me I'm thinking I was I was really thinking 91 but I'm not going to gain much ground here but yeah I'm going to go 91
7: okay yeah oh. beardy I was thinking 92 but I guess can't double up so I'll go 93 alright uh, Bev I know it's not quite but that I had you at the end so
4: 96
7: wow <laughs> she likes it
2: she do likes. they like it I'm
7: going to give it a 90 Now nah, wait Wait. Card laid is a card plate. Bing's drying. You took your finger off it. Go ahead. Card mm. laid,
2: up. card plate. You know, I wanted to drop it to an 80. No, 90. Stick it with 90. 90. Wow, we're all real close. My first instinct is never right. JP, go. You just got Popeye on us. <laughs> and my my, my, my instinct. first instinct. <laughs> all right. um, uh, I'm going to say 88. Okay. See, I was going to go 89. Uh, all right, what's the actual score? Ninety four. No! Yeah! Oh,
7: yeah! Wow, oh, that God. puts Beardy right oh, there at ninety three, right? <laughs> yeah, ninety three, one away. Uh, okay.
5: Still, Brendan uh, running away with it at two. Everyone else at seven. Beardy at six. That's a birdie. I have seven.
7: You have seven. I have seven. You, you all. Oh, no, I Beardy
5: six. has six. Everyone has seven. Brendan has two. How did I get seven? Well, you were
7: just. Oh, because oh, I was six off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I was that's one
5: that's a hole in one and a in that wrong. That
2: is a seven. Math sucks. Even by yeah. my math.
10: Environment is everything. I got to have this in Chicago and it was
2: brilliant. Great. All right. Thank you. Next
6: beer. Peace, wicked. Hey, thank zero.
10: you. <laughs> 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 that,
6: that had nothing to do with the comment. It was more Levi, of a lean over. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Thank you. Uh, yeah. that, that, uh, le- uh, that, that, that
6: was the very close. Tasty. That
2: was the. That was leaning in. By the way, Those aren't. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't my keys. My, <laughs> right. I have really hard balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 with lots of tiny points. Okay. I got that old man
9: thing down pretty. You're good, dude, right? <laughs>
5: yeah, just <let's> play that. <laughs> All right, what's next? Oh, okay. God. Peace, Wicked, Strawberry Blonde. Oh, Ooh, wow. wow. That? This
7: is, that's not Wait, fair. Was that last yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I was, was going to say. That's not fair. Wow, I Somebody love it. Had Someone fridge? drinking a 20-year-old bottle of
2: it. I love it. This is great. This is great because what this means is this is still on the site with an actual score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, been rated. It, it, it and I bet if you looked at it, there there's a recent rating on the goddamn thing. probably like,
7: it. yeah. It, Don't be still 91. I bet it's rated amongst
6: six people. Like All it's the right. average of six.
2: Well, the unfortunate part of being in the lead, Brendan, is you have to go first again.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the first two, I was pretty confident, were somewhere between, like, 85 and 95. That was guaranteed. This one's, like, could be 20 to, yeah, like, 100, yeah. like, depending <laughs> yeah. on who rated it. If it was yeah. a
2: joke yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah.
6: Most
5: yeah. recent rating, October 8,
2: 2013. Oh, my God. Oh, okay.
5: Okay.
6: Well, that's it's good Pete, to know. Pete Strawberry How what? How many total ratings? <sighs> Strawberry Blonde. The, oh, the okay. Pete's Wicked. Total ratings, please. Oh, uh. <laughs> Seven. Billion. Yeah, right. How many 270. 200. 200. 200. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go eighty
2: three mm. all right tasty it's a good number to well, my
9: thinking is like uh <laughs> that beer was you know being consumed during the period when beer got better yeah so and then now to me it's more about the uh strength of the brand and the taste of the beer so I'm gonna go just a little bit lower uh, like seventy eight okay beardy <sighs>
7: Um it's really hard to say. I I think because of the nostalgia I would give it a little bit higher than even 83. I 85. He's making won. words up over there. I try. Bevo
4: This is where I lose. 69. Yeah.
7: You guys are yeah, awful everything. people. Yeah. No, you
5: win. You win. <laughs> You're You're the the best that. That.
4: As I was saying that, I was like, I shouldn't say this number. I shouldn't say this number. I shouldn't say this number. Say
6: this number. <laughs> you couldn't have just gone with sixty-eight. Uh, You're like, or no. seventy. <laughs> guesser. But. Somewhere between sixty-eight and seventy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, as an East Coast kid, this beer was closer to me than most. Uh, this was like Not only was the word Everything is Wicked cool on the East Coast, but when Pete's Wicked came out, and then this particular beer, people were like, oh, man, that beer's amazing. So I want to give it 110. Is it Wicked Wicked? But I'm going to give it a 56. (laughs) Because the last rating was in 2013, and I just, you know, um,
0: 56. 56? (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm go seventy three. I'm gonna go, go, go seventy three. I'm
2: gonna go. All right, that's the lowest. Oh no, uh, actually, Bev gave it the lowest. That, with with or, what? The, all, the next lowest, sixty nine. I get the fifty six. All right. What did we?
5: This is really incredible. I did not see this coming. Bev nailed it. Yes! Oh! That,
4: that puts her <laughs> way. Travis, I'm not cheating.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that, that puts her way into the lead with seven. Wow. You're kidding. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because we are yeah. so many people up. So oh. yeah, Brendan blowing it. Now it's oh. 16. Oh, JP at yikes. 11. Tasty, 16. Beardy, 22. Justin, 20. Game changer.
6: Uh, that was a game wow. changer. Oh, oh, wow and And
5: uh, there's only one beer left. Uh, there are. What I have. Th- uh, yes, one more beer. Okay. Yeah. All right, I, have, I have a tiebreaker if necessary. I need you to tank this for me, Ben. Yeah. Please. Don't worry. <laughs> You're uh, going first, girl. Get ready. Cascade Creek.
2: Oh. That's, oh. Easy. Mm. that's easy. Yeah. I
4: don't know what that is.
2: It's perfect. <laughs> it's pink uh, You yeah, do know. it's yeah. that. It's a sour beer. From smaller than a river, the bottle. It's right. Cascade. It has cherries on it.
4: Oh, it says Creek on it. Yes.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh,
7: yeah. With a K.
2: also says Cascade. Yeah. It's really uh, good. Yeah. Good brand. Good. Beer. You know it. You you've had it.
4: I've had it. Okay. Um, okay.
5: You have to go first. You're in the lead. Fantastic. That's not enough. You're way in the lead. It'll be a real meltdown if you don't win this game. <laughs> yeah. And don't say sixty-nine. It breaks I'm, the rule.
4: No, I'm not. Um, Seven. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ninety-two.
2: Not a bad guess. Really not a bad guess. Uh, all right, that goes over to me.
9: Oh, well, when, it, oh.
2: Right, well, I'll just go on clockwise. I had her. Oh, I see. Yeah, I she's gotcha. a different gotcha. part of the clock.
4: Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually behind oh, the clock. Right. <laughs>
7: yeah.
2: She's a little woodpecker that comes out at noon. You know, nothing against Cascade, but uh, two years ago, I would have gone way above a 92, but it's <clears laughs> a good story. A lot of good creaks out right now. Sometimes I wonder if Cascade's Russian beers out the door oh, in the bottle edge. a little bit. God, ninety two is a good guess. They're going to be
7: on the show next week, Shit. just so you know.
2: Yeah, I love. They're nice people. Ron over there, I think it's Ron. Whatever. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah. I love them. Yeah, Ron
0: is it? Yeah, they're, they're great. great. Yeah.
2: Mike, he's they're right a good near sassy's. I mean, a great <laughs> the location is. Oh man. <laughs> Ninety-four. Whoa! whoa. Ah. Wow. Ninety-four. Consumer vote. I'm guessing yeah, the consumer yeah. vote. Consumer vote. <laughs> All right, Jip. Well,
7: consumer.
0: V- God, this is tough because people like shitty beer. Yeah,
7: you're doing <sighs> great. Also, What's with nice? this uh, number <sighs> spitting, you know.
0: Uh.
2: Hmm. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> In my own time. Now we know why
5: we're not on terrestrial radio. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, there's not a number that any of us could guess that defeats the Bevo gap, right? So (laughs) i to just go through (laughs) it. (laughs) I'm going to try
9: to
0: beat the gap. I
9: go 90. See the gap on that girl? 90. I go 90. All
2: right. 90. All right, Brendan. What do you think people thought about Cascade Creek? I don't Creek? think
6: there's a number that's going to put me in the lead here. No. Right? Yeah. Now you blew oh, yeah, it. Try, try and put you it on the button. Um, I'm going to go uh, 91. All right. And uh, to last. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Uh, what did Bevo bet? Sorry. Uh, Bevo
9: went with 92. Oh, man. That's too low. I think it's more like a 95, but I'm going to say like 84 just to uh, try to. <laughs> Gotta get, Got get a little gap in
2: yeah. it. Beardy, I was oh. gonna
7: do. I was gonna follow Tasty's method, but now if he's that far, I'm totally screwed. Yeah. Well, let's, go um, for, let's go for three-way. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh. Oh. The you game, want, or the, you, you want me on that? Less, but I said yeah. Which which way do you want to go with that? You want to go the Bevo way, or you want to go the Beardy
7: way? Yeah. Uh, way I'll go with eighty-six. Okay. <laughs>
2: hmm. Uh, none of it's going to give us bleed. It doesn't matter. What's the score on that beer?
5: 93. Oh, uh, I finally got uh, close to something. That's uh yeah. Uh, and Bev off by one on it yeah, at still. 8 with a big win, JP 14, uh Brendan that's 18, right. Justin 21. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> the Mighty have fallen to 25.
2: Oh.
7: <laughs>
9: It was fun going
7: down. Whose idea was it to invite though? Bev into the game? I love going downhill. Sorry. Yours,
2: I think. No. Dark uh, it was mine. Uh,
7: oh, okay. Yeah. Don't blame me for Has that. Has there
2: ever been, <laughs> in all of our years, a Brewing Network game that I'm good at? I just want to know that. Um, I think
0: uh, uh, come on, putting keep things off until the last minute.
2: Uh, not a game. That's life. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Curly hair? Uh, not a game. No. Also life. I don't think we've ever had a game that I'm successful. I mean, I may have won an occasional You're random, but nothing either. that I'm like, oh, I got this.
0: You know a game I'm, I'm a big fan of is the game called It's Not a Game, That's Life. <laughs> that we just played right now. Yes. That's
2: my favorite new game. Good game. Thank you. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Bevo! Thank
10: you.
5: <laughs> you killed wow. it yeah. with one shot. Wow, uh, that's the thing about this game. There can be big swings. Yeah. One shot, Bev. Right, with
7: the old one shot. The key Bav. is the sixty-nine <laughs> for her. That's right. It always is. That's her number. Yeah,
5: it's it her jam. Is.
2: <laughs> 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 that's her jam. It in. Oh. Wow. Uh, all right, that's Twitter a, game. That's jam. Twitter game. What was it?
0: Uh, it was uh, which one of the broadcasters should run for president and what platform
7: should they run on? How did it go?
0: It went pretty well. I do have kind of a, a few here, so bear uh, bear with me. Mm-hmm.
7: Do we need to start uh, picking a candidate
0: more campaign sh- committees? Shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> you
4: need presidential pretend, music.
0: Pretend you're sleeping, Warren. Uh, Jeff Gray Growlnick says, uh, be ready for president. Uh, epic Trump-like comb-over using the beard. Platform, make America bearded again.
7: <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like a, yeah, good. That sounds like a good platform. Yeah. Brewers will vote for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, Colorado JBS says, uh, JP would win the vote on the no IPA platform.
2: Would not win the vote. Uh, <laughs> I'd vote for it you. It might be a platform, but you wouldn't <laughs> win Dude, the vote.
0: The no, I think I win. would. You'd be surprised. Uh, Breslinip says, uh, ob- <laughs>
8: obviously what?
0: Bevo would win. Uh, double wides for the homeless would be her platform. <laughs>
8: Oh,
4: I would totally do that. And I
2: love that. Aww.
0: Aww. No more shitting in the street. Uh, William Jones says uh, his uh, Tasty McDowell should run. His plausible deniability platform is strong, as witnessed on Bruce Line Is It Anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
0: Casey Price says uh, Tasty McD for Prez, again, of course. 53% of voters are female. And Bevo for Vice President, when Tasty dies, we'll finally have a Lady Prez. All right. Okay. Uh, Kelly Wingert says, JP for president. Mickey Mouse ears and sympathy handies for everyone. No. Oh. Again, I think I'd win. Uh, Ian Stringer says, uh, Bevo under the more fluoride in the tooth water platform. <laughs> <laughs> With Doc as vice president nice i like that yeah pretty strong uh rob goodwin says tasty has my vote because it's been a while since we've had a president die in office
7: (laughs) (laughs) all right that's
0: good uh kelly the lab meter going yeah kelly wingert says jp for president all foreign policy issues will be decided by playing boner chicken (laughs) not bad um no i think so too i like just like uh Putin and uh, whatever insane persons over there in the Middle East just playing bun or chicken with each other. (laughs) Uh,
2: All right, I'll give you all your tanks back. (laughs)
0: Uh, Uli, uh, at Snow so who knows what this thing is, uh, says, uh, JP, he'd represent the Hops is too damn high party. I thought that was uh, funny. Uh, Mark Wilson says, uh, (laughs) Moscow, for president, need a Jew in the office to sort out the economy. Although he did take Steve-O's 30 bucks. <laughs> it, was, it was 40. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have it written in my
7: other books. Now he gets my vote.
0: Yeah. in My cloned books. Uh, Proclamation Ale Company says, definitely not Moscow. He would hoard at least 60% of the nation's wealth. You <laughs> can suck a dick. Uh, Jim Farrier says, Justin, quitting while he's ahead since NHC 2016. That's about right. Uh, big big Diggity D... Yes, that's someone's oh. name. Uh, says uh, Nate Smith on the I'm the only one around here that knows what the fuck I'm doing platform. <laughs>
7: uh, well, I'll get him nowhere. He's yeah. the only that one who has a shit. Wait, who, which, shot. Which, yeah.
2: which person was supposed to run on that platform? Nate. Nate.
7: Nate, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: Wayne Perry says Tasty on a sturdy
7: platform,
1: preferably one with rails. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, preferably uh,
0: preferably uh, with rails. Uh, Chris B says, In Jamil, yeah. we trust. His RV ran for 15 years. Justin almost drove it off a cliff in 15 minutes. What would you do to a country?
2: Good call. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jeff Sucks says, uh, Jamil on the have you ever had it in the can platform? He's got the same sex marriage vote. Yep. Uh, Keith Allen says, Bevo on the Wacka, Wacka, Wacka on my bear behind platform. She's guaranteed to win the mail vote.
2: Correct. Mm.
0: Uh, Sean Coates says, I was going to make an elaborate joke about tonight's national election in Canada, but none of you would get it. Correct. Where? Uh, Christian Smith said, this question was not worth answering. Correct. William says, uh, Beardy, he would be blind to corruption. (laughs) 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 And, And last but not least, Austin says, Sully for president using the, watch out! Do
2: you like fun? Platform. All right.
0: Ooh, there you go. Some, kind of a lot. That's but I thought good was ones. Pretty there solid.
8: You know. A lot of
2: them. What? All right. I wrote down a lot. You're going to have to help me decipher my own writing. But, uh,
4: <laughs> there was two Make, from Tasty. Ma-
7: yeah,
2: the I got that. So, Make America Bearded.
7: <laughs> there are more for Tasty.
2: So, uh, Beardy for Make America Bearded. I put that one down. JP for No IPA America. It's his platform. Um, what do I have here? Double something this is a tasty one. Oh, no, this is a, Double bee, a beer. Wide Double Wides to Homeless. Double, Double Wides wide to Homeless yeah. for uh, Bebo. Yeah. Fluoride tooth water.
8: <laughs> yep. I'm going to
2: asterisk this one because it also included Doc as her running mate. Yeah. So yeah. it was elaborate and uh, well thought out.
8: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> tasty, because we haven't had a president die. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to asterisk that one as well. Uh, yeah. In a while. We yeah. Um but. Nate. Because I'm the only one who knows what the fuck I'm talking about. I like it. That was good. Might asterisk that one, too. And then finally, Tasty, on a very sturdy platform. <laughs> yeah, one real <laughs> That is the one. <laughs> the one. I also think is that's, that's the one, heard? right? Yeah. That's our
9: one. <laughs> All right. Should have made fun of the question. <laughs>
2: Who is that? That won. Wayne that's Perry. great shit. Uh, Wayne Brady. Perry. Perry. Uh, Perry thank all right, you, Wayne. Wayne, not congratulations. You really? are now entered for a chance to win a cabin with us on the Labruski cruise. Not with that's us. Right. Not, yeah, we're
7: not going to be in the. Cabin. No, it's uh, one big cabin. Yeah,
2: right. uh, no, on the cruise with us, uh, your own cabin with a with a mate. We're not a mate. I don't, oh, I, I don't really care. Huh. Uh, on the Labrusky crew. So congratulations. You're entered for a chance to win. We'll be doing a drawing for that uh, toward the end of the year.
9: And you're good to meet me. <laughs> That's right. uh, No, you won't.
2: <laughs> oh, you're not going? Yeah, <laughs> no. no, So far, tacy's not going. We didn't uh, have nobody, enough. Nobody
9: sponsored me. Yeah, both, have, <laughs> uh, they could meet my writer, which I'm was so like m Hefty rider. Sweet.
5: Nigga, Celeste mm. says she's got your ticket. <laughs> Celeste got you, bro. There we go. <laughs> it's only four ninety nine for early bird booking. There you go.
0: Four dollars. I'll send you, you the URL. Mm. All,
8: mm.
2: A All right, for the for the rest of you, hit the Labruski cruise link on our homepage and join us on uh, for the fun on the cruise. All right, is that about
5: it? Yes. No.
2: Hey, Brendan, thanks so much, dude, <laughs> for coming on the program. <laughs> And bringing us Celeste beer. Celeste wants to stay. And uh, listen, we're not sober, Celeste. We just might be tamed. The party
9: continues. Just because the show's yeah. is over, it doesn't mean we're going yeah, anywhere. Yeah,
2: we're have some beers out, out in, the, in the tasting room. I mean, the rest of us. We're going to throw you out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're getting
7: 86 a We've got an election to planned. Celeste, you
0: need a, a goddamn microphone.
7: <laughs> you do. no
2: We have Brennan's interpreting <laughs> for us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And another thing. (laughs) J.P. Wallensworth! (laughs) All right. uh, So thank you. Brendan, thanks uh, to Central Coast Brewing Company for being on the program and bringing us a bunch of great beer. Great
6: beer. My uh, pleasure. Thank yeah, you for
2: having me. Really we'll be more stuff. drunk next time. Hey, you're, you guys are welcome back any time, especially if you're coming up to the area. Just stop in. You don't even have to give us a note. Just come in on the show, and we'll have you back for a full show as well. Uh, next week, it's my favorite guest ever. We're off uh, next week. It's an off week. <laughs> no, that, that's a Swedish brewer. Uh, oh, His name uh, is Ulf uh, Wick. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> JP, you're running the show next week. Right. Uh So we're off next week. We'll be back the week after that. And... Um, yeah, I think that's it, right? Let's do
10: some Lady Brewing stuff.
2: I like like right now? Lady Brewing?
5: <laughs> come
10: to Halloween or at the, brewing stuff.
5: Halloween at the Hop Grenade if you're local.
2: Yeah, we are having a big Halloween bash here in a couple of weeks, so uh come check us out. I'm having a Halloween bash at my house too. Uh shit's going to get weird. Yeah, I'm come sure. to Justin's <laughs> house. Yeah. No, come to my
5: house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's at 130 Carriage Lane in Pacheco, <laughs> California. <laughs> Um,
5: It's the one with the overgrown grass.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Go check it out. It'll be great. Just climb in the window. uh, That's what other people used to do. Even if the lights are out. Even if the lights are out. All right, JP, you ready to get us out of here? Sure. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks.
0: Goodbye. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Central Coast Brewing, join us from some place in the Central Coast. Find them at centralcoastbrewing.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts, and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. For some good beer, insight, and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Warren really wouldn't shut the fuck up today. Production director on the session has been Pushy eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was heading home to binge watch the new Star Wars trailer over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Viva was repeating the number sixty nine in all of our heads, and your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brain Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
9: Shut up,